0: Coming to you from our quarantine bunkers deep in the flyover states, we review WCW Clash of the Champions 20. This is the Golden Age of Grappling Podcast. Hey! Welcome to the show. This is the Golden Age of Grappling Podcast, episode 238. I'm DP. And I'm Tony G. DP,
1: this week for the people, we went back to 1992? Yes. (laughs) Okay, yeah, right. Um, For WCW, Clash of the Champions 20. uh, Certainly a fun show to watch. An interesting time of transition in this company there's so much to unpeel here because it's so weird at
0: times like bill watts is here and thus we're going to spend the entire evening promoting today's wrestling by talking about how it's just not like what it used to be anymore right and (laughs) mind you
1: it's 1992 so yeah it's not we're not
0: like like we've had the you know attitude
1: era (laughs) we haven't had like the peak of ecw going through flaming tables it's like it's
0: we're just, you know, we're raging against guys being thrown out of rings and being coming off of tops of rings. That's what we're upset about.
1: That's right. So, yeah, Bill Watts, we will fight on in your honor because this is a wrestling review show. <laughs> Each week, GP and I get together and discuss an event we agreed to watch the week before. It is the Oprah's Book Club for Wrestling Nerds. For any and all information about the show, links to Twitter, Facebook, and the rest, visit GoldenAgePodcast.com. And if you feel the need to express yourself further, maybe something a little longer or more involved, please send us an email at goldenagegrappling at gmail.com.
0: Yes, definitely do that. And uh, if you've watched a show or you remember a show fondly and you'd like to hear our thoughts on it, send us a review request, if you so please.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, before we get into anything, I just wanted to shout out to uh, the Making Kayfabe podcast, the gentleman over there, Bryce and Dylan. um, They had reached out, you know, mentioned that they had a show, would love to have any have any feedback on it. I uh, listened oh. to their show episode about EC3 and uh really enjoyed it. Um, they do, you know, kind of topics within an hour long podcast, so it's buttoned up nicely in that way and they seem to have a lot of fun doing it, so nice. Uh shout out to Dylan and Bryce at making podcast making Kayfabe podcast. Check it out folks if you'd like to. Give them a review. I'll have to
0: check that out. Uh cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, absolutely. So, now, Tony, before we can go back to the yearbook of 1992, of the 20 years before 1992, I guess, uh, let's take a little bit of a taste of the now with a segment that we like to call the Sid Vicious Dishes.
2: See, I was that Ford with this look on my face. It was something that was given to me because of people like you. See, he's going to steal, me It's the bitch dumb guy. as you do. Now, like this is not something I was born with. It's something I was acquired because people like you <laughs> because you are feared of me. And you will tell me the magic words. Sin vicious, vicious.
0: Well, all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit
2: of let
0: me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. All right, Tony, we're live. What do we got? DP,
2: All Out, AEW's
1: annual event, uh, historically took place in Chicago. Historically, we've gone to this show in Chicago. Yeah. That was not to be this year as, um, you know, It is Illinois. weird because
0: we, you say historically and it's like, well... <laughs> I guess only once, but feels like it should be twice. Like what well, kind so. of kind of twice? <clears throat> yeah,
1: kind of twice. Um, but yeah, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker issued a disaster proclamation, the state's equivalent to a state of emergency, and that banned large public gatherings. So due to COVID nineteen, so they pivoted, did things from daily's place, and I still believe they had a audience of about seven hundred people or so.
0: Yeah, I heard something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's something like. Under 10% or something of the original capacity or something like that.
1: Right. Um, so, I guess p- first, before we anything, clear up the pre show, the, the buy in controversy that spiked this week and was quickly put out by Tony <laughs> Khan in a disaster mode kind of a situation there where Big Swole and Britt Baker's match was going to be on the buy in. Yeah. Now, I can understand putting a match like that on like a pre show. You know, mm-hmm. Because it's so different from everything else and it yeah. is kind of one of those things where you have to find the right spot for a match of a cinematic form like that. But I still thought it was shitty that literally one of the longest built feuds in the company mm-hmm. was going to get its blow off, or at least one of its big blow offs yeah. on the buy So um, nice to see they listened to fans there. That got moved to the main show. Yeah. Uh, Adam. Yeah, John Silver, Adam, Alex Reynolds versus Private Party was added to the buy-in. So
0: yeah, so I don't. I didn't see the actual buy-in. What they ended mm-hmm. up doing because I was, I didn't get a chance to get home until like right as uh, the show was starting. Yeah, private
1: party beat the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver because those guys just can't catch a break. And Joey Janela, along with Sonny Kiss, defeated Serpentico with Luther. So gotcha. In a, ma- in a match, it's like, uh huh. You know, like I know they already have a million tag team matches, and they have tag team matches all the time. Yeah, but it's like. Couldn't Joey and Sonny have teamed up to fight, you know, Serpentico and Luther? Yeah, But whatever. whatever. It's kind of
0: weird. Yeah, I don't know where the Serpentico guy comes from. I've never heard of this name before. So,
1: yeah, I've seen He's a dark. He's on dark, and he's oh, in the okay. crowd sometimes. He's a guy with the mask, but Sammy Guevara dressed up like.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I return. didn't. That's right. Because when when Sammy Guevara dressed up like him, I didn't realize that he had been a character that had been around. So. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's some guy to mask. Um,
1: no, it's fine that it's yeah.
0: that it was moved to the main show, so let's yeah. talk about the tooth and nail match. um I really enjoyed what I saw of it. I didn't watch it like in depth. It was one of those things where because it was live and I had just purchased this show through the playstation it just it was just running. I couldn't really pause or rewind or anything like that, right. so it was just happening and so it was like I had just gotten home, so I was you know, still getting dressed, getting changed yeah. out of my clothes. I got some food. And so I saw segments of this match. In every segment that I saw, I found something that I enjoyed. It was one of those things that by the end of it, I was happy to have seen it, you know? Uh, right. I don't know if it felt like it dragged on if you were watching it all the way intently. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I I, I don't know if this, does it. Does this feel like a good way to end this feud in your opinion? i mean it seems like a fine way of laughing gas being used on you know brit and yeah you know is is that a good enough of an ending to this story in your opinion i think
0: it's perfectly fitting for this feud that they've had because they've not had a feud that's really been like a wrestling feud their feud has just been like talking shit to each other through one woman's injury Uh, sure (laughs) that's a good point you know and so it's been a lot of jokes. It's been a lot of fun segments. And, and that's why I thought that this felt so much like it was just a continuation of what we've seen, you know, with their the tanks and all that other stuff and the crazy golf carts and all that.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, good stuff there. Good win for Big Swole, who, you know, obviously has been waiting to get her hands on Brit for a long time. Uh, yeah. The Young Bucks getting a win over the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, just a, a good old fashioned. Why the hell not? kind of a match. Yeah. I don't really remember there being a whole lot other than these were, I think the two other teams that were in that gauntlet for the number contenders thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's kind of how they ended up getting to this point, but
0: no, I really, this match, I didn't know why it was happening really, because I missed the go home dynamite. So Ah, I I missed any like setup that they changed things beforehand. You know, I think
1: it was just also a chance for the bucks who seemed to be, leaning towards a darker tone and mm-hmm. like, hey, I go out there with the, fr- you know, with the dinosaur and his kid friend, you know, like, yeah, it's always easy to get heat on these guys and Marco, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that may have been just as good a reason as any, because as the bucks are kind of continuing to flirt with, the, uh, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a heel turn.
0: Yeah. They leaned into that. They were definitely the heels in the match. Like they worked a heel move, you know, like style, um, and the crowd was booing them a little bit at times and, and it was kind of, it was noticeable that they were wanted that, you know um, Sure. but the match was great like this match, I loved this match this really got me excited for having bought the pay-per-view, this was, you know, I was really um, really excited about that after, after buying this or after seeing this match um, but I think this might be my match of the night, it's up there, I don't know I think I released like a quick ranking on my tw- on the Twitter page, <laughs> I just like posted mm-hmm. a random thing like right after the show I think mm-hmm. this was my main match. Um, I just loved the way the Jurassic Express works. My only complaint was the very finish of the match, with the way that they got Luchasaurus taken out of it, was by him jumping off the top of the rope like to the outside. I I, I glanced away, and every replay that I saw, I never did see like where the young buck person that he was targeting went but it didn't Mm. seem like he was even like they were even nearby when he decided Mm. to jump out of there. And so it just seemed like he just took himself out of the match very quickly for no (laughs) reason whatsoever.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, can't, can't be perfect. Um, Lance Archer murder Hawk, wins the casino battle Royale will receive a future AEW world championship match. Um, he last eliminated Eddie Kingston. Um, you know, what do you think about this, the way they do these casino battle royales with the groupings.
0: I mean, it's different. It doesn't, mm. I don't think that it's necessarily a super, like a negative on the match. I don't right. necessarily feel like it's very much of a positive either, though. Like, it's not something that I think is like, oh man, someone else should be doing this. Like, WWE needs to have a match just like this. Like, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, I appreciate that it's, it's a. It's like they six sides just- of the ring versus four sides. Once I'm used right. to it, I'm okay with it, but it's it doesn't seem like it really benefits anything
1: no and it's one of those things where it's like i guess i appreciate them not just copying the royal rumble format yes but it just is further proof of how perfect the royal rumble format is because yeah just something about one at a time and it gives everybody a bit of a moment to shine you know upon entry and that kind of thing this you're like oh oh, you know it's like four people come in and you know everybody gets a spot it's like ah you know and then three people get eliminated and your head's spinning yeah um so, but you know, I'm also a big fan of battle royal. Uh,
0: this one wasn't Bat- the better. This wasn't one of their better battle royals. Like they've definitely made had better ones on their shows mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. especially the shows that we've been to. But right. But I think in the end, like the storylines that they had running through this with like Eddie Kingston just outsmarting people, mm-hmm. you know, even though Sean Spears tried to be that guy he was right. just all talk and wasn't able to be that guy. And Eddie Kingston actually was that guy that was able to to do that. Um, and right. so it was kind of cool to see that, uh, the crazy one was the, the fucking appearance of Matt Sydal making his, his, uh, maybe debut, maybe just appearance. Like people have pointed I, out that Mercedes Martinez did the same spot for them and wasn't exactly. then in the show, but right. Yeah. Uh, I don't, cool I don't know him.
1: because he's also, uh, He's signed to appear in the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Tournament. That's so. what I
0: thought. Yeah, I thought he had some sort of a deal with the Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, but but then have, have you? I'm, of course, I'm sure that you've seen the uh, his the video of his entrance. Correct. I haven't watched it. I know what happened, but I haven't. <laughs> I, haven't
1: I don't need to watch it.
0: <laughs> you need to if you if you want to find it, find the full video. Like just give get like his full appearance from the first until the botch because it is so perfectly bad that like he comes out, he's got cool Titan Tron on the video. The Titan Tron's advertising, shooting star star press. He comes out, there's smoke everywhere. Suddenly, like there's been no pyro or smoke for anybody that's come out during this match. Suddenly there's smoke all over the stage. He comes out through it, pointing at his head, yelling at Sean Spears. He gets in the ring. He climbs up to the top right away. And right as he goes to dive, his foot just slides off the fucking turnbuckle. He almost kills himself. Somehow keeps himself to just like a regular flat back. And then just like lands awkwardly, um, it was awful. I I couldn't help but laugh, but also at the same time, you know, you're worried. But it, it, the way he landed, I was like, at least it didn't look like he was, you know, dead or anything.
1: Right. Yeah. No. That was it was bad by all accounts, and from everything I saw, yeah, there was a lot of people that probably thought it was a little too funny. I know there's been some <laughs> some pushback some pushback on that aspect really? of it, but yeah, he, he seems to be okay and in in high spirits about things. So. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate that that would happen, especially when you're the surprise wild, you know, Joker entry or whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: But he did end up having a decent amount of time in the ring. At first, I thought that he was just hurt because like they didn't involve him in anything for a little bit, and Ah. and then then, you know maybe he was kind of getting his wits about him or whatever. But the uh, by the end, you know, he was like right there near the end with Kingston and fucking. Uh, what's his name? Because for a second I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Matt Seidel's gonna win this." <laughs> like, like, does he have a history with Mox? Like, I was like, "Is this a is this a favor? What's going on here?" Not so much. Uh, yeah,
1: not so much. I was glad to see Will Hobbs get an opportunity to be in yeah, this he match. Goodness, uh, you know, not just in, you know, let's let's get him off dark. No more job into Darby Allen or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lance Archer gets the win. I'm for against it. You know, I. I don't feel like they're probably gonna take the belt from Moxley and it's no. like Archer's here's his second like big title match and he's probably gonna lose again. Probably. So it's like all yeah. right, I mean I guess I don't know. I was I would have I wouldn't have minded seeing like a Sean Spears maybe win this match. Or even a Darby Allin who's kind of i quasi feuding with Moxley. You know?
0: Sean Spears in the same way that like everything that they've done with every heel on, on AEW so far he starts yeah. out like he's gonna be the smart guy, and he comes out. He walks straight to the announce table, and he joins <laughs> the announce team. And they're just like, "What ah, are you doing?" Right. And he's like, "He's like, I'm not like these idiots running to the ring." He's like, "I've got Tully Blanchard as my manager. He told me what to do." He's like, "He's like, this is the way that you do it," and right. so he's, he's like, "I'm not gonna be like those fools." And then, literally, sixty seconds pass, and he goes, "All right, gentlemen, I have a match to win," and then like walks <laughs> down to the ring. I was like, "Why? What? What just happened?" <laughs> what happened to that strategy that you just had
1: oh Oh, man and so yeah so you know very unfortunate accident in that match that takes us to the sixth match of the night the broken rules match between matt hardy and sammy guevara
0: before we get to this because this is a a major turning point in the show i just want to point out you just said sixth match of the night this is a long freaking show man oh yeah like, I think it was four hours, wasn't it? I thought I saw it was four forty-five or something like that. Like they said, wow. it was like almost five hours long. Um, wow. and it felt long by the end of it. It was one of those things yeah. where I didn't notice it until like we got to those last two. And I was like, man, we have been sitting here for a while. We're, we're nearing yeah. midnight.
1: Right. Now that number counts the pre-show matches as well. Yeah. 445
0: account. counts the pre-show. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Hardy wins this match. That's probably not how he felt. <sighs> um, this whole situation was bad. On
0: you, you hundred. had to deal with my live reaction tweets to this. I know where I, where your
1: live reaction text. I was like, "Is he fucking dead?" Like, not well, stop talking about it. Like, it
0: was driving me nuts because, like, I said that stuff, and like, I sent it to you and to Sean both, like, different different messages. It wasn't like the same exact messages, but I was kind of like just expressing the same feelings. And right. then neither of you responded for a while, and I was just like. I guess they don't care. I was like, I don't know and like I'm just like losing my mind here like right. watching cuz so if people haven't watched it, if you haven't seen it, there's a big bump where in the middle of the match, like really early in the match actually, they go up a scissor's lift and off the scissor's lift through two tables that are too close to the scissor's lift for how far they were jumping off the off of it. Off yep. of it. Yep. And Matt lands way past it just on the concrete. Uh seemingly just smashes his head and like goes stiff, like out like can't move not responding to anything anyone's saying yeah it's it is terrifying and Mm. then sammy guevara after like realizing that he's out like gets up and like tries to like help you know stake take some time like walks away and like starts taking a shirt off and then like aubrey like is throwing up the x and like calling for someone to come in and like he runs over to her and is like count him count him down so she starts counting the 10 count and like, he's not able to get up. She has to throw the X up again. Like some guy runs in and then they get him separated after like they start to stand up. Matt wants to st- keep fighting eventually because he comes too. Right. and they start to get up and like they're trying to fight each other and Matt's legs are just giving out underneath of him as they, st- anytime he has to go sideways at all, they would just give out and he would start falling. And so we're watching, and like, that was when I was just like, they have to stop this. Like, what is going right. on? Like, how have we not right. stopped this? And then they stopped it. The bell rings. The announcers start talking about, you know, sometimes this is just what you have to do. And they separate the people. Matt still is upset because, you know, that's why they had to separate him because Matt was going to keep fighting Sammy until they didn't. And so they separate them. Someone walks off with Sammy. Both, two, both camps clearly have a man with a headset on. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, the backstage is trying to figure out at least how, what they're going to do to at least yeah. explain what the end of this is, but they're walking right. away. And it seems like we're just walking away and just filling time. I'm wondering why we're keeping the cameras on them. And the reason mm-hmm. we're keeping the cameras on them is because the people backstage haven't given up on this match yet. Uh. And eventually like th- probably 90 seconds later, the like Sammy Guevara just runs in or no, Matt runs in at Sammy Guevara, like on his camera and like, they start fighting in the bell rings and we're just doing the match again. And they immediately walk over to this tower. They climb up this tower. Matt hits him with one punch. Sammy falls off the tower through the pad. Can't stays down for the 10 count and the match ends. Matt Hardy's your winner, but Holy shit. I can't believe they allowed this thing to continue. Like I just, I know that it's- now the, the word is the hospital saying it's all clear. Reby still is denying that it's all clear. Um, Matt's saying you have to tune into dynamite to hear what i have to say about this because he's you know a carny um
1: yeah yeah he is totally (laughs) yeah whole family is um (sighs) yeah no it's it's terrible like i'm upset that they've already seemed to have gotten away with this it's yeah and this is just water under the bridge and on to the next thing like i because they got lucky
0: and he didn't have a an actual concussion that can be detected—that—that right. that means that that it's okay now. It's like it's not the—that's not what it means.
1: No, no, it was irresponsible, you know. And it was—you didn't know if his brain was bleeding inside of his skull. You know, you don't know yeah. what he's dealing with, especially it, at the point where he can't stand. Yeah, and, and you're—you know—and to just say ah, you know, he's not dead. So I guess we'll let him keep wrestling.
0: And I get that it's a split-second decision. You're live. You're on the air. Things are happening. Right. But then, like, the way that they then, throughout the rest of the show, like, twice, Tony Khan is, like, patching through to tell Tony Schiavone to say something, and he's like, I'm being told, you know, that uh, the reason that that match did continue is that. You know Matt Hardy said he was okay, and Doc Samson cleared him, and then they had to clarify that later on that it wasn't that Matt Hardy said he was okay, it was that he you know Doc Samson checked it out and he cleared him, he passed protocols or whatever. And it's like what concussion protocols can you do in forty five seconds that yeah. determine that it, this match should continue right now? I get that you know you made your stipulation that Matt Hardy is gone from aew if he loses this match and that you ended the match with him losing right, but you can find a way to ride around that, right. Like you would think you would think so. Yeah. Bad all around. It just really um, took me out of the, the show. Like I right. I feel like I'm also one of the rare people though that was right back into it with the next match uh-huh. because the ladies did a fantastic job in this championship match. Like I really, really enjoyed the women's championship match, but there a lot of people that wasn't the case. Like from what I'm right. hearing on the various reviews that I'm listening to and reading, um, it seems like a lot of folks were still out of it through this this next match because of what happened in the Hardy thing.
1: Yeah, it's hard to watch that, and hard to watch a company, you know, have such little concern for their uh, athletes. So yeah, yeah. Hikaru Shida defended her title against Thunder Rosa, and a great showing for both women here. Uh, Thunder Rosa, especially elevating herself quite a bit, and the NWA Women's Championship in the process. So solid stuff there. She-
0: uh, th- she yep. just showed a lot of personality. Like I, I was really impressed with thunder. I haven't really watched a lot of thunder Rosa. Um, yeah.
1: well, do you remember, uh, remember the Cobra lady from Luch underground mm. Cobra moon or think whatever it was, or she wore like the blue outfit or
0: was that like the third season or something?
1: Yeah, I think she was around like the second season, okay. or so. she was around. For, but that was thunder Rosa.
0: Okay. No, she was really good here. I thought that this match was really well done. This, uh, it was a little bit, you know, it took its time, but it, they were having to recover from what they were just doing, dealing with that last match. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was good. Yeah. Then the next match, it felt like a dynamite segment and I think could have completely been cut from the show. It was fine. And for what it was for the storyline, it was very entertaining. I really enjoyed right. watching it with the Colt Cabana stuff. But why is this on your pay-per-view?
1: Well, And why is the Dark Order not winning? It's a complete. Well, no, no, no,
0: no. This is a perfect storyline for that. This is a perfect reason to have the Dark um, Order lose because you want to tell this story with Colt Cabana seeing the yeah. other side of 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 your leader here. That's no, that's I mean, what they've been building yeah. to with him.
1: I get that part of it, but for the most part, it's just kind of a hodgepodge team, you know, of guys here beating Dark Order, no, including Cody Lee who squashed Cody Rhodes.
0: But that's the 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 whole point of the the storyline they're telling through this. I I I don't like the hodgepodge. Yeah, like why is QT Marshall part of this group? Right. But the story that they're trying to build to is is Dustin Rhodes versus right, Brody really. Lee, which is fine. And yeah. and I think that the 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 promo later on that Dustin gives is fantastic. But mm-hmm. yeah, Matt Cardona being in this, Scorpio Sky being part of the match, QT Marshall, right. it is weird. But the the storyline of them losing through Colt Cabana not just taking what he was given, going for the extra move, uh-huh. fucking it up for them directly, and then seeing the the you know the backlash of that, like his yeah. reaction, like he he was left in the ring by the rest of the guys except for Evil Uno, like Evil Uno came and picked him up and kind of walked him away. It's just I thought this was completely a great match for the storyline of the Dark Order and what's going on with the inner workings of them. But it just doesn't feel like it should be on a pay per view. It felt so much like that could have been this week's, you know, mid show dynamite main right. event.
1: Yeah, well, actually, you know, it's an eight man tag, and God knows we have to have an eight man tag on every show in this company. Um, so yeah, good stuff there, uh, you know.
0: But on a show that's had- this long, you could have just gotten rid of it. There's no reason to yeah. have it here.
1: Absolutely, um, FTR successfully won the tag team titles from Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Yeah, uh, yeah, which. Not really prior to the surprise of anybody. Like it would have been a pretty bit of a disappointment if they didn't pick up this this victory here.
0: I don't put this one on the same level of the the last big pay per view match that these guys had. hmm. But I did really like this match. And FTR did a great job and the storyline with these two and, and the hangman page thing, like I felt the only thing that was upsetting is that with AEW, at least so far, the go-home show does seem to matter, whereas I've been trained through WWE to not have to pay attention to the go-home shows, <laughs> and this was the storyline that they decided to do the most work on on the last True, Dynamite right did. before the show, <laughs> so I felt yeah. like I was playing catch-up throughout the whole match, trying to figure out what exactly happened.
1: Well, yeah, because Tully's with him now, like, officially. Yeah. You know, that's kind of one of the deals there, yeah, mm-hmm. so...
0: Well, Tully's with uh, them, and then like they just they helped further clarify the separation between Page uh, and Omega, especially with Omega's you know negativity towards Page right now. Um, that yep. was kind of established more on this week's Dynamite, and then with this match they continued to establish that after the match. Um, so yeah, in the middle th- at the end of it, it's you know they're going for their double team moves. Kenny ends up hang- v-triggering Hangman Page. This leads to the downfall. Hangman loses. And then Kenny just blames Hangman and just walks off on him, like let's Hangman fall in the mat ring, turns around, walks away and never turns back. And like even the Bucks are like, hey, let's talk about this, man. And and Kenny's just like, no, it's a clean break. We're done with this. I'm done with this. And he's like, apparently he's trying to tell them to come with him. And they they kind of balk at actually getting in the car with him. And so Kenny gets in the car by himself and is driven away. And the Bucks are just kinda of left there standing backstage afterwards. And we didn't go back to Hangman Page. He was just left laying in a heap. So we'll have to see what happens next. I've I've uh. just been really impressed with their continued ability to pull off the storyline between these three. I just kept expecting a fumble at some point with this right. the hangman and, and Kenny Omega thing. And so far they've they've kept me guessing and I've I've liked what I've seen.
1: Totally, yeah. And I think both characters have come out of this far better than they were going in so, yeah interesting to see the direction each of them go moving forward yep or Cassidy wins the rubber match wins the mimosa <laughs> mayhem match by submerging Chris Jericho in the vat of mimosa yeah and uh yeah pretty big deal here Chris Jericho did an interview um since the show and had mentioned you know how he didn't get the Orange Cassidy character at first, and how he kind of eventually, you know, he warmed up to it, and uh, also made mention that he'll be, you know, moving on to like <laughs> the feud. Like, that's yeah, that, that that's the it. You know, that's the end. So
0: no, that that felt like a good ending for this this feud. Um, the match I thought was fine. It wasn't anything like incredible, but it was just one of those things where it was like, all right, yeah. By the by the end of it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's the way it should have gone. I'm glad that it yeah. did.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if Orange Cassidy would win, just because, you know. I mean, you could, you could do it down the road, and it would still probably yeah. be fine. But you know, for them to do it now, it was, you, it's good to see.
0: When you build your your third your rubber match as a match that doesn't require a pinfall, that's yeah. a, a, like a perfect built in situation to just have Jericho lose. Then, like, because it's like you don't have that visual of him actually losing physically. He just right. lost his balance after being hit and fell through into water. Like, you know, it's not something where it's like devastating to any character to have lost that match.
1: Right. And then in the main event, John Moxley defended the AEW Heavyweight Championship against MJF. But DP, I suspect there will be follow up. Oh, yeah. To the end of this match
0: yeah no this is this is pure like old school you know we want to continue the feud even though we're starting with the championship match because the rule was that the paradigm
1: shift was banned in this match john moxley picked up the victory using the paradigm shift behind the referees back yeah so
0: you know, while Wardlow is distracting the referee.
1: Yeah, of, yeah. Well, well, that'll probably be bad for Wardlow as well. He <laughs> might, <you> see- <laughs> he might, he might get demoted to gum guy. Oh, did you, you see the
0: tweet under. that I that I retweeted of MJF right after the show about with our our show account? I'm a, I'm it just a, said a, "fucking Wardlow." Dot 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 uh, dot. No.
1: So- <laughs> Lee might get a promotion there in amongst the cabinet. So. Oh.
0: No, it was a good match. Like, these guys worked really well together. I thought there, there were, like, series in this match that just, like, the back and forth was really just well done. You know, for mm-hmm. MJF, a guy that's as young as he is, you know, I thought these guys worked really well together. And, uh, yeah, I think this is something that you can continue in the future. I think that it might not be a bad idea to have it to be where it's something that may not, you know, it's something that MJF has to now make his case for and you know continue to be a pain and a pest about and you know, sure. you can go ahead and have your lance archer match in the meantime i feel like i don't necessarily think you have to hold that off for after whatever this mjf feud is
1: no yeah like, no you can interweave and push some things down the road a little bit if you need to so um overall what were what did you think of the show maybe you know i i had seen I don't know that maybe it was mixed reviews, maybe even
0: I, some some negativity. Even I can't remember who said it exactly this way, but mm-hmm. it, I thought the wording was perfect. It, it might be AEW's worst pay-per-view, mm-hmm. but it was still a good pay-per-view. <laughs> right. Yeah. OK, like, well, that's nice.
1: That's not it, bad. It had
0: its low points. And, right. it, it, you know, I don't know. like I'm still, you know, not comfortable with the Matt Hardy stuff. Yeah. But the the you know the three good matches were really good matches. Like there were there were three to four maybe five really good matches on this card that I really enjoyed watching. I just wish that we could have found a way to just like scrunch those into only being this pay-per-view and uh yeah. made it a little bit shorter.
1: So would you suggest that as well, you know, when they they're obviously they try to be the alternative. They like to be the, you know, they like to pester the competition a little bit. Should the, I think this company should promote the fact that we do shorter shows and with fewer matches and but, you know those and those matches matter.
0: Yeah, you could say that until the last 3 months when the WWE decided to start doing short pay-per-views like That's true. Payback was know. like 2 hours and 20 minutes like. You know, All
1: right, you're you not know? wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. WWE's like, "Ah, we're sick of producing these things too." Um I just think that would that would have been an easy like Well, but the the
0: the, the hard part about that is, though, every time they try to throw something on the the pre show, they get yelled at for not having it on the main show too. So, I
1: I have a suggestion: no more pre show, because especially then you don't have a
0: lower tier. It's just here's the matches that are on this night other right. matches that aren't we either couldn't fit or what yeah it's yeah. you'd have less of an uh an explanation you have all, to provide
1: yeah cause they're also a company that's so beholden and seems to listen so well to their fan base yes and it's like they can't win this argument like no matter what they put on there something to are like oh, oh 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 kip sabian's on the pre-show oh yes. i
0: see this company just <laughs> hates kip sabian for some reason you know they, oh, they just they just don't respect young talent they're just they're holding right. them down
1: yeah, oh we're gonna build new stars. That's what they say, huh? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. or if they put women on the pre show, it's well are the women on the pre show. And then if they're not on the show, you know, it's
0: <laughs> But I will say
1: they're yeah, E just gets to ignore all of this because they just don't care. So Yeah.
0: Speaking of Kip Sabian though, they have they seem to want to continue to put make sure that they're at least getting camera time because we did get a Kip Sabian Penelope Ford segment. They announced yep. they're getting married. Um the so that's coming up. Yeah, the best man, not his best man. The best man is going to be revealed. So apparently a wrestler that will be nicknamed the best man is being I like revealed. I do like that a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's happening. And then they took the shot at WWE in their third party thing with uh, his Twitch stream promotion.
1: Just just remember, folks, he says that now. He says that now. <laughs> as far as Khan like, saying that oh, our competitors will always be allowed to. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: he says that now let's we'll see oh, exactly. so, so yeah that's a, a little bit of an extended sid vicious dishes, dishes here but a, a show that was a little bit extended here this year as well for AEW all out um and we didn't get to give you the live report like we wish we would have instead tony's taking his vacation at home so
3: yeah.
1: yes without the benefit of also going to a, having gone to a wrestling show so
0: yeah that brings us to the time travel portion of our show let's uh Get our butts back to the year that was 1992 and I know one way to get us there it's the four things. Four. four.
3: Five. four the,
2: best. the four things time capsule.
0: The four things are. All right, Tony, number 1 on August 7th of 1992, the Orlando Magic signed the NBA number 1 draft pick Shaquille O'Neal. To their Mm -hmm. roster.
1: Yeah. uh, Things turned out pretty well for that guy. Yep. Uh, Not in Orlando necessarily. (laughs) You can kind of argue that Shaq was one of the first big uh, free agent moves. Yeah. You know, like free agency was going on. You had guys more usually, though, towards the end of their careers that were making moves and Mm -hmm. you had the Rockets with Lajwan Barkley and Clyde Drexler teaming up. But Shaq, you know, basically at his peak, you know, going to the Lakers was kind of. now we see it. Every offseason, somebody oh, that's yeah. you know, a great player seems like they leave their team and go somewhere else. But there's around, a new you know, duo
0: or trio being put together everywhere.
1: Right. Yeah, Shaq was kind of one of the first guys. I was like, eh, I'm going to go do what I want to do. I'm going to go to Orlando. Speaking, or I'm going to go to the Lakers.
0: Speaking of basketball, and in a tie in the last week's show, on August 8th of 1992, the original U.S. Dream Team won the basketball gold at Barcelona's Olympics, 117 to 85 over Croatia. Uh, That featured the superstars Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, and Patrick Ewing on that team. Chris Mullen.
1: Uh, No, yeah, yeah. that's (laughs) the greatest team ever put together. And also, funny enough, speaking of Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal not a part of that team. Do you know who took basically Shaq's spot on that team?
0: Oh, Shaq had a spot on the team. Okay.
1: Well, it was going to go to a college player. Gotcha. It was, you know, Shaq was obviously going to be the better prospect pro-wise, but the best college player in the world at this time was Christian Leitner. Ah. Christian Leitner was a part of the 92 Dream Team and not Shaquille O'Neal. Okay,
0: that's wild. Yeah. (laughs) Number two on September 4th, the same night of this show, so taking away from the Clash of Champions viewers, was the Oprah Winfrey three-network simulcast of her show scared silent about uh child sex abuse and how like you know people get away with it and not get away with it whatever um it's the first non-news program to be seen on three networks simultaneously so cbs nbc and pbs aired that all at the same time
1: holy hell that's that's pretty impressive i've never didn't know that never heard of that that's that's pretty (laughs) great
0: yeah, so that happened. Uh number 3, taking a look at American cinematic offerings in the weeks leading up to tonight's event. We start on August 7th when a movie that was close to my heart as a child, Three Ninjas, released making $29 million. Shit, dude.
1: Colt Rocky and Tum-Tum. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm all about the Three Ninjas.
0: Also releasing that same week, the movie that I've never seen but it looked like at least did well in theaters this uh year, Unforgiven made $159 million as a western.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's like the a quite an ensemble, you know, as far as the a cast okay. goes the grandiose nature of that film. Now
0: that's a that's a great one there. Uh August fourteenth, the movie Single White Female would release, it made forty-eight million dollars. Those are cool. Is that the one
1: where it's like someone assuming someone like takes over the her identity or something
0: like that? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. I don't know. Exactly what that one's about.
1: about Movie where like, yeah, the roommate moves in and starts to like assume the identity of the girl and takes over her life.
0: That same weekend, though, a movie that I have not heard of, but um, I had to watch the preview of because it was so interesting sounding. uh, Stay tuned released. Have you seen stay tuned, Tony? I don't think so. It's a John Ritter comedy. Um, Uh Here is a little listen to some of the trailer here.
2: Sorry to disturb you at this hour, but I have something you want. A new TV? It broadcast programs no one had ever seen. Wednesday at 9, don't miss an all-new episode of The Silencer of the Lambs. Then one night, Roy and Helen Nabel got sucked in and discovered that hell <laughs> is one TV show after another. Let's welcome our new contestants, Roy and Helen Nabel. They're starring in every show. I've watched enough wrestling to know one thing. It's all fake. No one ever gets Not fake. Not fake. So the object, object, Mr. Pierce, is to kill them before they reach the end. Oh, my God. We're cartoons. I am not a mouse. I'm Helen Nable. I have two beautiful children. Mom? Our parents are trapped in television. Now, they can't go home they can only switch channels where'd he go hey lady watch out and every series is a nightmare ah! that's entertainment because satan is the sponsor okay everybody head spins very good very nice well it's time to rock and roll Missed this comedy from hell. (laughs) (laughs) That'll save (laughs) her. Stay tuned. Where have you been? Ah! Yeah.
0: I've never heard of this movie, but it sounds really interesting. Um, not as sure. soon as,
1: like, you started playing that, like, I have heard about it be- only because of some of the cameos and the parodies that take place in the movie. Gotcha. Popping up in other things where people are like, you know, have you seen this clip because of the Wayne's World thing where they do Dwayne's World.
0: Yeah, where there's, like, zombies. demons. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the list of the things that they parody in this, you even get a wrestling, uh, you get a WWF cameo here from uh, Captain Lou Albano <laughs> in the film as well. So. Nice. Uh, Yeah, they reference and do a parody of a bunch of stuff, kind of an original, sounds a little bit like a scary movie-ish kind of, of you know, where it's poking fun at a lot of the popular culture at the time.
0: It's got a little bit of uh, UHF and scary movie Mm -hmm. in there. Uh,
1: And Tim Burton apparently was originally the director chosen for this film, Hmm. but he decided to do Batman Returns, so I think (laughs) that worked out pretty well for him.
0: Well yeah, so stay tuned. The PG John Ritter comedy about being trapped in Satan's television hell uh yeah. came out. Didn't make a whole lot of money. August twenty first, strictly ballroom released, making twelve million. It took on Rapid Fire, making fourteen million. I've not seen either. All right. And then August twenty eighth, Pet Cemetery two released, made seventeen million dollars, and then Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me released, making five point seven million dollars.
1: Well, you want to talk about a mind trip. Anybody that just like picked that one up at the video store, I feel bad for. He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't even know where to begin to explain Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, you know, without, especially not having watched the series before. um And then Pet Cemetery 2, you know, that was Peak Edward Furlong Mania when he was just the kid in everything. And he's, okay. In that one as well. Eh, you know, at least they didn't just make the same movie in the second yeah. one. Like they, expanded it, and they kind of, you know, twisted it a little bit. But I don't like seeing little kids, like, get beat, like, be mean, like adults being, like, abusive towards little kids or something in a movie. So Mm -hmm. that's a little uneasy there. But,
0: yeah. Number four. uh, At the top of the Billboard Hot 100 charts was a song from a movie soundtrack. It was off the 1992 Eddie Murphy film Boomerang soundtrack. Uh, It's Boys to Men with their song The End of the Road. Oh man, I didn't know it was on that soundtrack.
1: there you go yeah no i mean awesome stuff there you know one of the you know a great pop group for sure and i kind there's like that genre of like that timeline genera- generation of music that doesn't seem like it gets a whole lot of love nowadays like it hasn't
3: mm-hmm. come
1: back around like a lot of other things i feel like i don't know there's i love the group kind of the pop you know ballad makers of the <laughs> 90s that kind of stuff you know yeah just, no no room for it nowadays i guess
0: i guess not See, so, yeah, I guess that now brings us to uh, The Clash 20, which happened in 1992, apparently marking also the 20th year of wrestling being a program on TBS.
1: I, I suppose if we're t- like, so we're talking the first show on TBS was the Clash of the champions. Cause that's a lie.
0: No, no. They're saying like they've had mid South wrestling or something, right, and then some or other company.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, going back to 1972, there has been wrestling, of some kind on TBS.
0: Yes. And they've now had a long relationship with WCW, according to them.
1: Right. But we open with a unexplained random clip of Gordon Sully introducing Andre the Giant for what looks to be an interview from many years ago.
0: Was it from many years ago? Because they don't look all that much younger than like what we're going to see them.
1: It would have to again. be from... Before he was working for Vince, was at it? least I just well, took I mean, it as like
0: they least. just shot this for the video to like be something right off the top that you knew Andre was going to be on the show.
1: Uh, may, oh yeah, maybe I guess you could be right about that. I thought it was old footage.
0: You might be right though, because I didn't look closely at it. But right. yeah, he's just like, hey, this man is seven foot six inches tall, Andre the Giant. Welcome. And right. then like it just cuts.
1: Yeah, that's the end of it. <laughs> Uh, we then go to a turning page montage uh, showing the history of wrestling on TBS and it's you know it's, you see Bill Watts of course because he has to act like he's a legend in this sport if he's going to be running the place Oh, uh, Dusty Rhodes spoiler Ric Flair so yeah, we go just a yeah
0: some King mon- Kong Bundy in nice there
1: mon- yeah nice montage off the top here um, and, and then-, then I just laughed a little bit at this it's a small thing but the graphic didn't quite fill the screen yeah and so it that's to the next thing where you can see the skyline shot be behind it before it, like, disappears, so just
0: yeah. something I know. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's just from whatever, like, the master that they got, like, when they put it onto yeah. this, if maybe that was just not visible on anybody's actual screens. That's um, a good point. But, yeah, Tony Shavani welcomes us with Missy Hyatt to not the show, but to a weird, like, red carpet from before the show.
1: Well, and it was kind of unclear, though, was this supposed to be before the show or are we supposed to be expected are we expected to believe that this was happening live
0: i have no idea um he's got missy hyatt there yeah she's doing a good job he's doing a good job seemingly um right she says hey gordon's here and andre and they turn and here's andre the giant and gordon Sully. and i was like we just saw these people why are they now here and why is it a surprise (laughs)
2: It does indeed. It's a very exciting night. It's an opportunity to uh, enjoy a bit of nostalgia. A chance for some of our younger fans to see some of the uh, older great stars of uh, professional wrestling. And the Space Odyssey continues as we go into the future. And Andre, yeah.
0: it's great to have you with us.
2: Thank you, and it's f- I'm very happy to be back here to see all my TBS, all wrestling stars.
0: Okay, Andre the Giant and Gordon Soly with us. <laughs> Oh Ugh. Gordon I love his like The Space Odyssey Continues And we go on Into the future Like how is that Your clothes
1: <laughs> Yeah No that's awesome Gotta love that I just This is the beginning Of a long running Thing that that this show Lies to you about Is this idea That the kids at home Are just you know Really Scratching To be you know, For the chance To see These old timers Walking into the building mm-hmm. You know I I I just don't <sighs> think You make shit Um Yeah yeah, Solly says it's you know yeah exactly all the things that he said. Andre being happy back on TBS is like you. I can't imagine that he has appeared on TBS in a, a decade. While. Yeah, a decade at least. It would seem like at this point, probably. I don't know though. Maybe I'm wrong. But
0: <laughs> so I'm just see all my TBS. Uh...
1: <laughs> They're all dead. Andre all my TBS rest rest. forever. Uh, WCW champion Ron Simmons, along with his lovely wife, arrived to the arena. Yeah, Lonnie. Yeah, Lonnie. He cuts a very generic babyface promo here, and
0: <laughs> well, he cuts a very generic promo. But he also like, you know, like all the champions. I'm here to take care of business. Like, what? Why just like, <laughs> like like all the champions? Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, he adds you know. that the Seminal Shop will be in effect tonight. <laughs> and boy. I was like, oh boy, I here we go. go. Yeah, uh, then here comes everybody's favorite. Like Tony was oh, talking boy. about the Missy legend. Hyatt.
1: Missy Hyatt drove me like. And she's like, I just all the FL, Florida State alumni are so happy for you. Like, yeah. It's just so another one of those like Jim Ross things, where it's like, I don't give a flying fuck. Well, we're gonna about see Florida video State of University. We're gonna see a video of there. I don't care about Florida State University. <laughs> and <neither laughs> there's does anybody else that isn't from fucking Tallahassee?
0: Maybe in 1992, Florida State like had captured the the universe's attention. Apparently, yeah, it was probably still the U. Florida State was probably playing uh, second fiddle. And don't forget about Notre Dame, damn it. But here comes Bill Watts and his wife, Sandy. And he just, you know, all just happen to be God. here and continue wrestling on TBS. And He's the worst. It's nothing exciting. Uh, we'll hear more from him later on. Uh, then, in a random just TBS connection, we get this.
2: Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. How are you doing? It's good to have you with us this time, this big night. Thank you. This is a great night. Twenty years. This is. Uh, I'm happy to be here for TBS and World Championship of Wrestling. Okay. Thank great. you very much.
1: Good to thank see you. You. Hammer and Hank
0: Didn't all Didn't to- he like hit more home runs than Babe Ruth?
2: You're right again,
1: Missy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good. For, good. For, yeah, she's very happy when she's right. Oh, good for Missy there though, getting that uh, nice little nugget of information there. Um. Interesting that you would have the Hank Aaron following in right behind Mr. Bill Watts, because, uh, well, the circumstance behind Mr. Watts' departure from the company in 1993 had perhaps a lot to do with one Hank Aaron. What? Yeah. uh, Prior to 1992, he'd given an interview to a wrestling newsletter. Watts commented on Lester Maddox, who owned a restaurant and would be the future governor of Georgia and who was told he had to serve black people, but instead closed down his business. Ooh. That man would... Yeah. Watts also felt Maddox stood up for what he believed in and acted accordingly. <laughs> he made several other controversial statements pertaining to race and sexual orientation. When he was hired by WCW, Watts explained the situation to Turner President Bill Shaw, apparently to their satisfaction, but a year later wrestling journalist, Mark Madden, brought the interview to the attention of Hank Aaron himself, who was the vice president of the Turner organization with the Atlanta Braves, who then pushed for his removal. Ah. So Mark Madden takes credit for Watts getting fired. Watts disputes that says he was not fired for those comments, but quit his position out of frustration <laughs> over backstabbing.
0: They didn't fire me. I quit.
1: Yeah, it's funny, but Hey, Vince McMahon hired him
0: oh. right after he left. Good there. job, so. Vince. Always yeah. way yeah. to be on the right side of history there. Uh, great. Uh,
1: that's cool. Yeah, so it's just interesting to see Hank Aaron literally walking in with Bill Watts here. <laughs> on Bill Watts, like, first night on the job.
0: Oh, and then here comes Bill Shaw. This He's, is the shit where I'm just like, yeah. who cares? Yes. Who cares? Same like, here, these, man. These
1: suits, man. It's like, unless you're the on-screen authority figure that's, like, yeah. doing anything.
0: Yep. What is Nobody cares. Oh, uh, And they're all saying is, the same thing. It's an exciting yeah. night to be here. We're ready for TBS and WCW
1: all these guys that they made put on tv just so like their grandkids
0: could see him. just ridiculous jim barnett comes out bob uh, D- bob do you you how's it t- <laughs> it was d-h-u-e so i don't know <laughs> but again, like at
1: least jim barnett they don't really properly like introduce him he's at least yeah. a legendary wrestling promoter with you know bob do i think is like a I, they introduced him as, like, an executive or something. at the tournament. Yeah. I don't know.
0: But then the, then, the surprising yeah, one. Yeah, another one where I'm just like,
1: I would have probably had him and Andre together. Yeah. Like, you yep. being a, I wonder if comes, Andre hates him. Eh, Possible. <laughs> here comes the king of New York, the man who's made invented more matches in Madison Square Garden than anybody, Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. Who also around this time just loved sticking the knife to Vince any yes. chance he got.
0: Yep. Yeah, he takes a shot at Vince's company right away. I'm excited to be in a company that has my kind of wrestling.
1: There we go. Here two. Here's instance and, two or three probably.
0: Yep. And uh, oh, and then there's a Harley revving in the background, and I'm like, "What's this?" And Missy gets real excited. Here comes Sting, and rightfully so. This is how you use. Like this is yeah. great. No. Yeah. This Every, is exactly what they, should happen they
1: should have wacky racers this shit and you should have had all the wrestlers like showing up in yeah very character defining like vehicles you know like the first Jeep.
0: five minutes of of major league
1: right that's what the yeah because this is great when sting pulls up he's like he looks like a fucking superstar
0: yeah no shirt under his leather jacket just yep coming right in missy swoons for sting and says she wants to ride on the back of his harley and uh, then we go to Teddy Long and the Atlanta City Councilman Rob Pitts.
1: <laughs> and this is when I was like, I kind of like the red carpet thing. I, you know, it was more than it needed to be. But I was like, that's all right. This is a celebration. Oh, but this the, is when The winning. VIP
0: yeah. room, man. This one. This. We're going to get so much audio from this room later on tonight. But Teddy Long is here. He's got Rob Pitts here. Dusty's there as well. A bunch of Later. other wrestling folks. Uh, no, yeah. he's he's in the background here. Uh, Bill oh, okay. Watts gets the World Championship Wrestling Day in Atlanta, is what councilman announces, and uh, then the assassin comes in. Thunderbolt Patterson's there, and Magnum yeah. T A comes in, but they just get name mentions. They don't get to talk like Bill Watts got to for a second.
1: Oh yeah, no, they, they had they had Dusty do his deal because it's Dusty. Need to come in. We gonna get funky like a monkey. Yeah, that's right. And all that. All that fun stuff. And then it's like, okay, so now it's time for matches, right? <laughs> Almost. Now, <laughs> Teddy Long tosses to our another crew of commentators that we have working tonight. It's Jim Ross and Jesse the Body Ventura.
0: Who is wearing white gloves and a, a white like magician's cane and a, a <laughs> wide scarf.
1: Yeah, he's Jesse Ventura, though. So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of just...
0: No, it's weird, get... but it's, it, fi- it fits.
1: Speaking of weird we still have not had any wrestling on this show. We are, I think I ended up counting it. It's like 12 or 13 minutes before anybody wrestles on this thing. Yeah.
0: And we're talking about Vietnam.
1: We're just, just some good old fun about talk about good old Vietnam days for some reason. I
0: think you were in the war back then. I was only in sophomore in college in 1972, but wrestling was right here on TBS. It's like, okay, I
1: guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) At least begin discussing the match. We're about to watch. Well,
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then, but wait, there's more. Uh, Ron Simmons is on the hotline. He, him, and Lonnie have come in, and that man was immediately the world champion of all. his whisked to a steel chair, probably yep. backstage somewhere, to sit on the phone and pretend to talk to people.
0: So, yeah, and we're gonna. Not only are they on the phone line, but you can call in tonight, folks. We're taking a poll uh yep. should the off the top rope rules be rescinded for and i'm like for sp- it, here it made it out like it's going to be for the main event tonight
3: yeah
1: i know uh, yeah
0: it's not going to be what it is it's just we're just asking if you think we should do it we're not going to yeah. do anything about it we're not going to have anyone react to it we're just going to tell you what the results were but uh yeah so my guess at this point in my notes are the fans will probably vote yes um, yeah. And then I was just wondering, like, this felt like something where, like, this rule's been around, they've been trying to fight to get rid of it, and finally at least, like, Jim or someone backstage talked him into, can we at least promote it on the on the, the line, and if people pay to vote to say yes, then we can get rid of it then?
1: Yeah. yeah, that's It's not a terrible idea from a promotions <laughs> or a business standpoint.
0: But i by the end of it, I suspect it was just another carny way to get a few bucks off some people to... Hey, you don't like this thing we do? Tell us that we don't and pay us a dollar each time you do.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And we still won't change the rule.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, match number one, though, it's time to have our first bout of of wrestling in the ring, and it's probably the best bout we're going to get this evening. It's match number one, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, battling the WCW World Television Champion for his belt, stunning Steve Austin, along with Paul E. Dangerously.
1: Yeah, the Dangerous Alliance is on life support at this point, as we'll see with, you know, the tag team situation later with Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson and you know, Rick Rude kind of seems like he's moved on and uh because yeah, Bill Watts first you know, one of the first things he came in and ruined was the awesome Dangerous Alliance. So <laughs> he didn't like Paul you dangerously.
0: Jim Ross says the ovation at center stage is deafening and I'm like, Well, we're on the Saturday night set, like, okay. Yeah. That was when I first realized that we were just in a studio and there wasn't like an arena we were about to go inside of.
1: No, and it's half filled with old people and their suits. stuffy suits.
0: There's there's an know. entire side of the room that's just yeah. suited dudes and then like wrestlers that refuse to wear suits.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, the men enter. This show refuses to begin. Oh my it goodness. absolutely refuses to begin. <laughs> Because these guys, for some reason, went to the ring, and then 11-year-old Megan Sheehan, yeah. who, I, she's not a national recording artist, she's not, Did I don't know whose niece or granddaughter this is, considering all the old rich people in the building, I'm yeah. guessing this is some granddaughter. Yeah. Um, she's going to be escorted to the ring by Little Richard cosplayer, Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> to sing the national anthem oh man. To- and Dude, then it my felt- favorite part my favorite part is that she begins to sing but gary michael capetta forgot to do the part where you ask everyone to please rise so instead she just starts singing and you see everybody in the crowd go oh shit and everybody starts like standing up well, like after the song's already begun
0: gary asks them to rise for her entrance
1: to ah, come out and
0: sing yeah. and then i think they do and then they sit back down when she you know takes for a while to get out there and everything <laughs> yeah, they and, got tired you like know. you said and then yeah so she begins singing uh it's- johnny b badge just standing there like in moral support i guess
1: oh, oh you stop you stop
0: you and yeah, yeah she loses uh, confidence about midway through but she regains it
3: yeah, anyway. oh.
0: She's fine. She's 11. It's it's. I mean, yeah, it's like,
1: I'm not going to be mean to an 11 year old, but
0: But, so like this is happening and it's just so awkward watching like the wrestlers standing in the ring while this girl is singing the national anthem. I I just, it feels
1: like, it feels like a mistake. It feels like, yeah, Like, go! Oh, shit, we forgot to do the National Anthem.
0: If Bill Watts didn't like Paul already, Paul is going full heel here and not even respecting the National Anthem, and he's, like, leaning over the ropes, whispering in Steve Austin's ear about something. Like, just playing his part during this whole thing.
1: He's working, man. He's got stuff to do. Um, So so, so on top of all this, we still aren't ready to begin. Because... They haven't promoted this at all. I, you would think that this is the kind of thing that you would have made really clear and you would promote yeah. the hell out of. Yep. I take this again only as this being a Bill Watts slight on Paul, E. Dangerously. Because he is going to be locked into, in a cage at ringside. And the locking in the cage is something. But then we don't pay one slice of attention. No. Paul E. Dangerously in that cage.
0: Yeah, no,
1: Which just blows my... It had to be a It slide. was
0: so weird. Like, Gary Michael Capetta is like, alright, folks, no disqualifications allowed. Also, Paulie Dangerously is gonna be suspended in a shark cage above the ring. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And then, at one point, I just have in my notes, wait, did Gary make up the part about being suspended above the Because, like, we watch him get locked in, and then he disappears. <laughs> and, like, we don't see him. We don't see him raise it. Nope. Suddenly, nope. like, a few minutes into the match, he'll be up in the air, but you don't like pay. Like you said, it's off to the side. We don't really pay attention to it. Now it's they just were, there.
1: You can just tell, man, he is stripping the dangerous line Like that is, he just kills it pretty much at this clash of the champions.
0: So. Oh, so yeah, Ricky's ribs are taped up from the tag team tournament a while back. We're told. So he's coming in injured. Uh, the dragon uses some chops, but Austin just starts targeting the ribs with punches we get a headlock takedown by the dragon. And I just have here, oh, now the cage is in the air. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, you can join Lance Russell and Eric Bischoff on the WCW hotline, calling all the action. So if you want to sit on your phone and listen to the wrestling show, which I'd oh. love to know if anyone ever did that.
0: Um, JR off- tells us he voted to rescind the rules about fl- coming uh, off the top rope. And Jesse goes, oh, you mean like it used to be? And he goes, what? And he goes, you mean like it used to be? And, he, and J- it's just like, Jesse, We get it. It used used to be allowed to come off... Like, you don't have to make that so clear that these are the old rules.
1: (laughs) I know. Uh, He's not wrong, though. It's a little bit stupid. But Um, I do love
0: that, like, seconds after that, we get this description about Bruno's great fans.
2: Certainly happy to have the legendary Bruno San Martino here. I'll be speaking to Bruno a little bit later in the broadcast. I'll tell you, I know for a fact... Oh, the old folks' homes were going wild when they saw Bruno. The health care centers, all those places with Bruno's great fans. He is a legend, I can say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like JR doesn't really defend him necessarily. Um, yeah, they pushed the hell out of the hotline. Good God. Yeah. JR never stopped talking about the hotline throughout this match, especially. Um, you see the corporate fans don't care. They're like talking to each other and laughing and not paying attention. So, great. Mm-hmm. Um. Austin takes control momentarily. Ricky kicks up from the ground um, and took control back. They just showed the first shot of a man in the cage above the ring. Like, they just take a shot of it. Minutes, I mean, like... Yeah. I, you could tell they were not trying to promote that. Um, cameraman is also... I caught the cameraman holding the belt up for his nice little foreground shot. They take a <laughs> shot from the bottom of the ring with the belt in the bottom of the frame. Yeah. But... You, like you catch him a little moving. bit, and, like his hands like behind it. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, good effort there.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah, Ricky would kick to his feet uh, twice after being taken down by Austin. Austin eventually drops him with a hair pull. Uh, Austin sits Ricky on the top rope and catapults him face first to the mat. Oh, that's kind of an interesting move there. Just kind of like, flew, Just flew yeah. back face first swan dives. Uh, now Steve's attacking the ribs with stomps, delivers a backbreaker. Followed by a second one and covers for a two. Wait, and uh,
0: are you talking about the the weird move where like he Austin set Steamboat on his butt on the top rope and then yeah. stood on the second rope and like yeah. threw him up and above his head because yeah. like and it like, just the physics do not work whatsoever with the move. Like it was just one of those things where like it was an interesting idea. It just it didn't work out at all for me visually.
1: Well, well but I mean, if you're in Austin's position and like you put your hands underneath the guy's armpit, yeah. And then you just he like, would land
0: on top of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the
1: second well, he's, rope. You know, he's supposed to have thrown him though. You yeah,
0: know? I just I don't know. I didn't buy that one very much. Sorry, I was just I was just catching up in my notes. I had a lot of notes about not liking that move.
1: Ah, I gotcha. <laughs>
0: so, oh. I just thought it was weird. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, because that the reason I thought it was also weird is that they make specific announcement that, you know, oh man, look how much he jammed up his ribs on that one on <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, uh, falling with his ribs exposed um austin hits a clothesline and then puts ricky in an abdom- abdominal stretch uh the dragon escapes with a hip toss steve telegraphs a backdrop and steamboat would take advantage and drop him uh ricky off the second with a cross body steve would roll through and cover and get a two count the dragon catapults austin into the turnbuckle and then covered for a two uh steve with a leg sweep and put his feet on the ropes but still couldn't get a three count on the dragon.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, now we go to the tombstone exchange. Ricky would get Austin in a position for the tombstone. Steve would shift his weight counter into position for a tombstone of his own. Eventually
0: the dragon
1: would shift it back in his position and he would deliver the tombstone on the champion, Steve Austin and cover for a two count.
0: Yeah. Austin's able to kick out and the announcer say, well, it's because steamboats injury wouldn't let him hook the leg. With his arm, because Steamboat's holding his arm to his body the whole time at this point. Um, Austin kind of tullies him into the corner and then gets a two with the tights in his hand. Jr. is just yelling on the announce team at this point, just rah, 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 rah. I was like, yeah. Jesus man, like
1: <laughs> it's it's a bit much. <laughs> uh,
0: counter a suplex, uh, they throw Austin down, uh, but Austin counters again. Back and forth, they get a shoulder block from the Dragon for a two count. Jesse points out this match is no DQ. We got to remember they can go off the top if they want, just because we're talking about this rule we're sending in this match. It's totally legal. Uh, yeah.
1: Which I love that You know, you're this rule is like a crux of the night. Yeah. And in the first match, it's no DQ and they could jump off the top if they want to.
0: So. Yep. And they just, they just don't. Uh, then don't. Austin with the European uppercut, sends steamboat over the top rope to the floor, uh, Steamboat crawls under the ring, though, and comes up the other side, hits a high crossbody off the top to pin Austin and get the win. Your winner, one, two, three, is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He's your new world television champion, Tony.
1: Yes, so uh big win there for the Dragon. Solid matchup between these two guys as they worked together quite a bit in this era of WCW, and uh, yeah, it was a really good match. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I like that match a whole lot. I thought the story with the dragon having to risk being like completely fucked if he missed the the ribs on that big move at the end uh, uh-huh. was a good good ending there, and he got the win. Uh, so then we go to a clip from way back in the day when Mr. Wrestling Two won a match that Gordon was calling.
1: I mean that the context of some of these clips is <laughs> so frustrating. Like you could have had Jr. Set these up before yeah. you talked to them. You could have done it because some of these I'm just like, what what was that? Like, what What? What was the even what was the worst to take away from that? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, there you go. There's Mr. Wrestling. I hope, you know, all you 9- and 10-year-olds out there watching the show tonight are glad you got to see him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then we go back to the Saturday night set where they say we're going to watch a video on the great tag teams that have been on our programming over the years. So here Sorry. we go. It's, uh, like, 15 seconds of each team with some music in the background and their names. Well,
1: it starts, like, a little more promising with the beginning of because I was like, oh, this is, like, major feuds and angles over the years. When, you know, we started with the Assassins taking on Dusty Rhodes and Ole Anderson in the cage match, you know, and that's the classic night when Ole would turn on Dusty and,
0: you know. Oh, okay. I was very confused by that, because, like, the video they showed us just has Dusty fighting everyone by himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ole turned on me. It was a big deal. So, again, I was like, oh, so these are... But then that's it. After that one, it's just kind of <laughs> random
0: shots no. of the people
1: wrestling. We got the, yeah, Briscoes, the Briscoes, Jack, and Jerry.
0: The Freebirds. Yeah. We get to see the Road Warriors. Which, yes. they show the Road Warriors, like, way before they were like had anything figured out. There's no paint on either guy. They've both got very basic haircuts. Uh, we get the Rock and Roll Express and I just have the music in the background. is just so sleepy. Like, we're just very, like, quietly just, like, just, like, kind of going through this.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It was just, yeah, they're not well that well produced. You know, like, no. it's kind of interesting, but, yeah, they're just overall not that well produced. Um, and then begins, the now begins the teasing of the Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal video. We will watch this clip of the video, I believe, three times yeah. over the course of the night before we actually get to see the video. Oh.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I just have here. Why is Medusa a witch? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. Yeah, we'll have the whole thing later. But yeah, it's just the yeah, this
0: this first time I I picked out. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Medusa, Jake Roberts. That's what I got from that so far.
1: That's pretty much, and it's the same clip they'll play. Yeah. until we play the whole thing later. So
0: so then we yeah go to commercial break right after that. We come back to the studio where Jesse has Arne Anderson and beautiful Bobby hanging out, and uh, they've got Michael Hayes with them. and It's like, oh, this is an interesting little trio here. He says he's a co-host of Michael Hayes does. I'm a co-host of WCW Sundays, and everyone wants to know what I'm up to and what I'm doing.
2: Everybody wants to know what I'm up to. Everybody wants to know what I'm doing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, get your ear near the tube, because Michael P.S. gonna tell you what brand spanking new. What you have here is a compilation of the best three tag teams that ruled the 1980s being the Midnight Express, the Four Horsemen, and the Fabulous Freebirds. And now we are the best of the best. Back up to you, Gary Michael Topetsky.
0: <laughs> a compilation. Of the best of the best, is what you got here.
1: Compilation, yeah. No one knows more about Terry Gordy than Michael Hayes. Um, so yeah, again, this is another dissolving here is Aaron Anderson and Bobby Eaton, apparently no longer with the Dangerous Alliance. Now they have Michael Hayes as their manager. Um, yeah. I like the idea of this. I don't love, and I'm sure it probably never got much better. That's why this didn't last long. Michael Hayes spends the first 20 to 30 seconds putting himself over. Oh, yeah. And talking about how great and important he It's like, you're the manager,
3: <laughs> Why don't
1: you just spend this time telling us how great Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton are?
0: Oh, Everybody wants to know what I'm up to.
1: Oh, goodness. But that takes us to match number two. Also, an unflamed angle going on here because he mentioned Larry Zabisco, and I was like, what about Larry Zabisco? And then, oh, it's all explained. Kind <laughs> yeah. of match number two, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Dirty Dick Slater along with Larry Zabisco, another former Dangerous Alliance member, taking on the team of Aaron Anderson and Bobby Eaton, along with their manager, Michael P.S. Hayes.
0: See, I'm glad you're filling in this Dangerous Alliance backstory here, because I didn't realize how many of these guys were just all part of a, a group here a minute ago.
1: Yeah, they all just like, got blown out and sent you know, in six different directions, or whatever it is, it seems like. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, the Zabisco thing, though, they another like nothing no setup they don't explain yeah they're apparently kind of a running deal here and it's just uh, nothing he's hurt I think that that might be the fault of some of these guys (laughs) on the other side I don't know they don't talk about it very well
0: JR make sure to let us know you know we've got two two teams here that most fans hate Uh, these are both heels so I'm not sure this is an interesting matchup here tonight a little strange a little strange to do that yeah Aaron Anderson
1: and uh, the hammer start things off uh, we'd get cheap shots from Eaton, who's on the apron. All four men get in the ring and, you know, kind of a bit of a smaz here. Hammer and Dick Slater run them off because they're the baby faces. It goes back and forth. Like, it literally is like, yeah, who's playing what role here? Um, yeah, Slater returns that cheap shot from Bobby Eaton, Eaton earlier with a knee from his, of his own from the apron on Anderson. And they all get in the ring again. And they all start <laughs> brawling again. The referees has no power here oh uh, and yeah go ahead
0: remember fans we want your vote do you want the top rope rule rescinded you can call in right now and uh get that vote in here uh yeah right hand from slater reverse neck breaker a side russian leg sweep slater tries for a dirty pin because he's back to the heel side and can't get more than a two uh arm tags in so does valentine my favorite and uh suplex uh, by valentine for a two count Not much happens, just kind of lots of punches on one side and then the other, but Slater tags back in and uses the apron to crack the leg of Arn Anderson down, as JR calls it.
1: Yeah. Not very nice at all. Um, Bobby would give him some relief momentarily, um, and tag Arn back in after getting control of the match. Uh, Although the hammer fires up, and he and Slater double-team in their corner. Slater tags in, slams Anderson's... Yeah, like I said, the apron, sorry. Bobby then came over and nailed Slater in ring. The hammer put Arn in the figure four, but Bobby Eaton breaks it up. Arn with the perfect spine buster, but Slater breaks that count up. I was like, oh,
3: really? Mm-hmm.
1: End it. Dick Slater then tosses Eaton to the floor. Uh, the hammer would hold the arms of Arn Anderson behind his back, but he ducked, and Larry Zabisco with his casted arm nails Valentine. Bobby Eaton with the Alabama jam off the top rope, because I guess the rules don't matter <laughs> and uh Arn gets the cover one two three your winners Aaron Anderson oh. and beautiful Bobby
0: I'm just so used to top rope moves that I didn't even I don't, I don't. track the fact that that came off the top rope with the Alabama
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing the ref was distracted but I just don't remember them oh. like ever making much mention of that or no. trying to cover it so
0: not at all yeah so there you go yeah. Arn and yeah, Bobby get, are your winners yeah
1: we get replays and then we get a Jim Cornette
0: promo talking about mama being upset
3: yeah,
1: which, know, but again, which just kind of back
0: in the day. Yeah, so then we go back to center stage at West Peachtree Atlanta, where Jim Ross brings in Bruno Sammartino, and oh boy, here we go
2: bruno i know that you watch a great deal of wrestling what do you think of the product now here in wcw well i'll tell you i am
3: so thrilled that's why i'm so thrilled to be here because again i see the kind of wrestling that i was used to the kind of wrestling was in my time and now it's here and thank god for the wcw because i'll tell you what what i've been experiencing the past 10 years with that other league it's been a total embarrassment it's great to see professional wrestling at its best back again
0: I've been totally embarrassed for 10 years working with that other league.
3: Yeah. That
1: other league that wouldn't push your five foot, nothing son that didn't have any <laughs> talent. So you got pissy and started talking shit about the company. No, he's, yeah. it, It's just that whole crew. Anybody that was pre Hogan and was like on top or near the top, just pretty much talked shit about that entire era. It's like, Oh yeah, no, you're right. That awful decade when wrestling was as, as popular As it ever has been. It was in the mainstream (laughs) pop culture. And it was on lunchboxes and cartoons. And, you know, like, fuck out of town. So happy that wrestling's
0: getting back to what I Uh, love.
1: Back to the good old days where four people made money and nobody else could feed their families. And it's like, get out of here. I just, man, we've talked about it before, and this show is a lot of just, anytime people start calling back to the good old days, of run. Run as fast as you can in the other direction.
0: Yeah, he invites the fans of Philadelphia to come on out to Halloween Havoc because he's going to be there, too.
1: Yeah, I wonder how he feels about the spin the wheel, make the deal. Is that a callback to the good old days of wrestling? (laughs) Is that... Uh, I'm confused.
0: Uh, Now we go to Teddy Long back in the VIP room. Uh, He's got Gordon Sully and Andre the Giant next to him, but they're like window dressing. He's not going to actually talk to them. It's just establishing that this is the VIP room full of celebrities. My favorite thing here is right off the top. Is that he uses the term "lot of many"?
2: Thanks so much, Jim Ross, and you hear We are live in the VIP room. A lot of many great celebrities here, as you can see, Gordon Solis talking to Andre the Giant.
0: A lot of many great celebrities here, which many left sword. And then,
1: in just another random act of timing here, uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong, who just recently passed away, yeah, uh, comes in to speak to Teddy Long, and but here is the beginning of my, a wonderful storyline on this show is we're going to interview bullet bob and he's going to tell us about how excited he is about brad and he can't wait to watch his match and all these things and guess what folks it's not happening
0: (laughs) no no that match isn't happening but here's uh rip bullet bob i figured we have to we got to play him if he's going to be on camera here talking so here you go
2: we move around a little bit. I see Bob Armstrong right here. Bullet Bob Armstrong, the father of the WCW light heavyweight champion, Brad Armstrong. And Bob, what are your comments about this event tonight? Well, brother, it's good to be here on the 20th anniversary. You know, I had the chance to wrestle on the first card ever held at WTBS. And now my son Scott, Brad, Steve, and Brown have all wrestled for
0: WTBS. And tonight I'm going to watch the band and try to keep that heavyweight title. I mean that light heavyweight title.
2: Well, thank you so much, Bob Armstrong.
0: And- I, the, I will say this. Teddy Long is so good with this segment at just, boom we're done we're in we're out we're moving on no you're right about that No follow-up questions there's no giving these guys a chance to run you know do their own shit and try to set up angles for later it's just we're moving on
1: my other problem with the bullet bob thing is it's like this i think exposes that this had to have been taped
0: i was thinking the same thing yeah
1: because they would have known all at this point already that it wasn't happening you know what i mean like
0: you would think so, unless Mr., you know, whoever the champion it's the, it's Armstrong. The next, it's the
1: next segment. It's the next thing they do, basically. Yeah. Is when they discuss the, con- you know, the yeah. controversy. No, it outside. is, yeah.
0: And that's why I'm saying, like, unless Brad's been keeping it a secret from everyone until that segment that's about to yeah. happen in a minute. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, apparently, like, Bob has not seen his child and known that he's <laughs> got uh, crutches. Right. So, yeah. But now, Thunderbolt <laughs> Patterson. Oh, man. And Thunderbolt is just about to get into what he's going to say, but first he has to hold up, because we've got to give some glory to God.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, a man that has become a legend in his own time, and I've got to say myself, what an honor it is for me to be standing out here talking to this man, the legendary Thunderbolt Patterson. Well, thank you very much. You know, the pleasure is mine to be here. You know, to see, and it's. Uh, um, first of all, I'd like to give a little honor to God here to be here tonight, to see what has come down. WCW have done something that... It makes my bones just quiver. Yeah, because it's something that it's been a long time a coming. Testify, and I'm so glad that I'm living and was invited yeah, to this welcome. occasion. Well, thank you so much, that You've heard the comments from Thunderbolt Patterson.
0: I love Teddy Long. He's, you know, he's excited to talk to Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt mm-hmm. starts talking. He recognizes that Thunderbolt's kind of, you know, floundering a little bit because Thunderbolt has to go to this godline to try to reset mm-hmm. what he's thinking about. Mm-hmm. And he comes back with what he's going to say about his bones quivering. Teddy goes into like hype man mode, like, yeah, testify. Yeah. And then immediately, yeah. as soon as he's done, he's like, that's all you get to say. So we're moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're out of here. Uh, See so yeah, how that's the end of that. Oh, um, man. Well, but-
0: first, now VIAI satellite uh, is Mr. Wrestling 2, according to Teddy Long. He didn't say yeah. just via, it was VI satellite. In
1: Hawaii, in Hawaii of all places.
0: Yeah. Mr. Wrestling 2 is in his Hawaiian shirt, and he says, you know, WCW just makes the best wrestling.
2: I'd like to congratulate uh, Mr. Ted Turner on his 20th anniversary of WCW wrestling. You know, actually, if if you want to watch real wrestling, pro wrestling, the best watch wrestling throughout the country, you got to watch WCW. They do produce the best. You know, I it's great to see that wrestling is getting back to wrestling the type of wrestling i'm familiar with a good sit out go behind get up punch him in the nose and a kick booty type thing
0: a good good sit out and a go behind you gotta love that kind of wrestling what does any of that
1: mean like it's just again like the tone of the show man ah it's so great that it's we're gonna wrestle like it's 1972 again that sounds like a, a really good idea
0: Yep, he throws up the two as he says goodbye, and uh, Ross says, "Soon we're gonna hear from Ted Turner himself." And Jesse goes, "Yeah, when Ted talks, I listen." And uh, Je- Jim's like, "Well, yeah, so do I, I guess." Um, and then we throw to Ted, who's gonna talk as well. It's like, what are we doing right now? Why is there a cage being set up? I don't I'm know. really glad to see world championship wrestling going back to the traditional
2: style of wrestling. <laughs> which emphasizes athleticism. (laughs) Athleticism. And I want to congratulate World Championship Wrestling for continuing the tradition of bringing action-packed wrestling excitement to TBS.
0: What kind of wrestling that, you know, doesn't allow moves off the top rope, doesn't allow people flying out of the ring, emphasizes athleticism?
1: I I, I don't know. That's always (laughs) the other problem with all these, like, companies and gimmick thing where they try to claim that they're the taking things back to the old school like they're never real clear about what that exactly means yeah like does that mean like no entrance music no shiny out you know what i mean it's it's basically yeah. like we were going to do everything that the wf doesn't like doesn't do like mm-hmm. they have a, a shiny looking nice show with larger than life characters and <laughs> Huge events and fun and excitement. We're going to be the opposite of all of that.
0: Hollywood you know? celebrities. We're going to have yeah. hard-working baseball players. And we're yeah,
1: Exactly. <laughs> Bill Watts. Jesus.
0: Man, oh, yeah. man.
1: <laughs> oh, so obnoxious. But, yeah, it's funny, though. But
0: also, I couldn't get over the way he says athleticism.
1: Athleticism. <laughs> it's like, you know, they taped that. And all they had to do was, like... <laughs> have him say it again yeah you know
0: yeah but i'm sure whatever like intern that they sent to record ted turner's sure. wcw thoughts was not sure. about to correct anything he said um so and anyway. this
1: is of course the video that you will see used of ted turner anytime he's mentioned in a documentary on the network
0: yep yep this is the video that you never hear what he's saying you just see yeah. the video of him um mm-hmm. So yeah, commercial break. We come back and uh, it's another one of those little segment things. It's this time the Road Warriors are doing a promo. We get a snack on Danger, dine on Death with the Hawking Animal, and yeah, yeah. Uh, back to the logo uh, for the top of the second hour. And Jim Ross sends it directly to Tony Schiavone, who's got Cowboy Bill Watts with him. Oh God! And we learn that Brad, the lightweight champ, injured his knee versus the Great Muda in Japan. Yeah, (laughs) he says Brad Armstrong has a great heart, but his doctor knows that he shouldn't do it, so we have to strip him of the title, and we're going to hold a tournament for this belt soon. So that match you were looking forward to with Brian Pillman, you ain't going to get it tonight.
1: And we didn't tell you until uh, about more than probably halfway through the show. So, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, Now Brad's with Ventura. Um, Brad Armstrong, it's, again... I always say this. immediately, you immediately see why, even though he might be one of the best all-time in-ring technicians, oh. his ceiling was low.
0: Yep. He yeah, he's not a good speaker at he's, all.
1: It's it's very Von Eric, and I don't know what that means. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to. It just reminds me of a Von Eric, any of the Von Erics. It yeah. reminds me of one of their promos. Well, Take
0: it's, that as, you know. it's that that struggle of that, you know, generic, just hardworking hard yeah. working baby face. Uh, well, character. you know, I just I hope
1: I can do it. And, you know, if, if my fans are there and just, yeah. oh, shucks, I'll just, you know, it's just that very, oh, yeah, just,
0: it rips me apart. It just rips me right. apart that I can't defend this title. And uh, he says he's wrestled for WTBS for over half of these 20 years. Um, and he feels like he let his family down. And that's when in walks flying Brian himself, not Who's looking awesome. happy. Who is, yeah, fantastic here, by the way. Jesse asks, well, how's this for you? Not having a shot at the title tonight. And that's when we get my favorite promo of the evening here. Mm-hmm. There we go.
2: Tonight, millions of my fans were supposed to witness me regaining the world light heavyweight title. Rejoice in my victory, but no... We've got to stand here and watch our former world champion hobble out here like some broken down, pathetic piece of garbage and announce to the world, I'm scared, I'm a coward, my knee hurts. Brian, the man's hurt. The doctor says he can't wrestle. Your daddy's hurt because your poor father is sitting up in the VIP room right now hanging his head in shame. Oh, right, I'm let down too, brother. No I'm let. Guts. Brother, I got all the guts in the world, man. I'm let down too. You think if I couldn't go in the ring, I wouldn't go, brother? I'd be right there going with you nose to nose, man. You know what kind of man I am, and I know what kind of
0: man you are. Come on, man, we're all we all good guys here. Come on. It's just
1: funny. Like you listen closely enough, you can totally hear like the road dog. You know, you can just <laughs> you can tell that he's related. You know, they just something about that tone and their cadence or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, solid great stuff there from Pillman. Man, this company you want to talk about somebody that the Rocket just they refused to ever put the Rocket on him because mm. he was so good. And they knew he was so it's
0: good. It's just crazy. These guys had Brian Pillman and yeah. Steve Austin yeah. at the same time in a tag team that they broke up with a great program. Yep. And they because, still couldn't figure it out.
1: Because the old timers thought they were getting too hot. So they broke him up and they cooled oh. them both off. You know, it's just God love Flair and those horsemen and all those guys, but they didn't do much for the young talent in this company before Bischoff took over. So,
0: Like, that's a tag team without a Marty Jannetty. Like, that's... You're right. Like, you don't have the guy that's lesser, really. Like, those... <laughs> Jesus. Totally. So yeah, oh. he
1: slaps Brad and crossed the face after calling him a gutless coward. Oh. And intense stuff.
0: Yeah, he says, Looking at you makes me want to puke and just you know pops him in the face with a slap. I just thought it was a great segment. I really wanted mm-hmm. to fly in Brian match in replacement of not having one, but apparently that's not going to happen. So yeah,
1: too bad. What were you thinking?
0: Then we see a scene of Piper showing up and Gordon Soly talking about how things broke down when Piper showed up.
1: Yeah, I will tell you, have no fear. You will get your Brian film fixed next week.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> so I saw in the crowd, someone has a dud sign, which made me laugh in the days of, of, you know, early Meltzer reviews, I guess, if they've got the news. Ah, later. Yeah. And uh, I can see it. Now we're going to take a look at the singles competition here on WTBS, just like we did with our tag team uh, compilation earlier. Um, the Jim Ross.
1: I'm fake forcing a smile is one of the most terrifying smiles in the history of the world. Like, <laughs> and you see a lot of it in his WCW days when he's being a little bit too <laughs> over the top of it. Cause the smile he foots on before they go to this singles uh, thing is downright creepy.
0: Yeah. So the guys we see here, dusty Stan Hansen, Ronnie Garvin, Tony Atlas, Magnum TA, Buzz Sawyer, Mr. Wrestling Two, great Kabuki, Ted DiBiase, chief Wahoo, Mac Daniel, Mass- Hey, 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 you skipped Bill Watts. I did. You skip know how Bill trouble Watts. you'd be yeah, in if you I skipped did. Bill Watts. <laughs> Mask superstar Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man, Valiant, uh, King Kong Bundy with the five count at the end, which I was like Biggie would be happy. Um, mm-hmm. The spoiler, which we saw last week, which is great to see the spoiler yeah, back. Unfortunately,
1: unfortunately the no Phil, no Phil Hickerson. Sorry. Yeah,
0: no Phil Hickerson though. Iron Sheik, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, Terry Funk, Tommy Rich, and Roddy Piper. So even though Terry Funk currently is in the other company um, during yeah. this 1992 year with our old belt, we're going to throw him in all these videos. Ric Flair, you mean? Yeah, that's why I met Ric Flair.
1: You said Terry Funk. Well, yeah, because what I had no- noticed and what I thought was so petty is that they put Ric Flair... Like, if you really pay attention, though, they kind of don't shine him in a positive light as much as they possibly can. <laughs> First of all, he's should be the last person shown in this video. Yeah. It's a total, oh, he left us thing. So we put him here. And then the clip we get of him later with Mr. Ernie Shavers is of all the Ric Flair promos in the history of TBS, the things that they pick, you can kind of tell there's probably <laughs> something, something to it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So that's that. Um, there's a look there. And Jr. says later, we're going to get an extensive look at Halloween havoc. But right now here's that same promo we saw earlier. Yep, yeah, it is. And then we come back from the break and we get a shot of Hank
1: Aaron because <laughs> he's here. I guess we might as well. Dude, that uh, was just
0: so. Like you, you texted me that this this show just takes so much time, wasting time, and it is. We've had two matches. Insane. Had, had two matches at this point. Oh, well, get we get video. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. of Ron Simmons winning the WCW Championship. Uh, including a man in the front row bawling afterwards in excitement. You know, it's it's fine. He, you know, he hit the power slam on Vader to pin him to win the gold. It was a good video. Yeah. Um, but the problem is they're putting him in matches that aren't near the top of the card and right. they're not against, you know, generally top of the card guys. I was excited about tonight's matchup, but then you right. look at like Halloween Havoc and it's all built around Sting and Vader not fighting for a belt.
1: <laughs> jake roberts
0: or jake roberts yeah jake roberts in the vader role seemingly with the white castle of fear basically um yeah.
1: is, is 92 also when they do that like electric chair cage man 91
0: thing? is that because i, oh, I want to review that i want i i've recently heard someone talk about that and i would yeah. really like to review that halloween havoc this year we
1: did maybe i guess maybe we didn't so
0: um yeah so Ventura says he has a great challenge in Cactus Jack tonight with Ron Simmons. And Jared goes, Well, when we come back, it's going to be that very match. And we throw it a break.
1: Yeah, and we see Ernie Shavers, two-time heavyweight boxing champion, intimidating Ric Flair ahead of uh <laughs> officiating a random match of his. Like again, it was just these like I didn't you think could about have picked that. Any, You're right. You could have picked any of a thousand horseman promos with him. It's screaming into the camera like a madman, yeah. and they don't use or show any of that stuff.
0: You're not wrong there. I hadn't thought about that. You're totally right. Oh goodness! So, yeah, we come back for match number three. Yes, sir. World Heavyweight Championship match right in the middle of the card. It's their champion Ron Simmons battling the challenger Cactus Jack with special guest referee, soon to be senior referee. I don't know. That's weird. Think, they call it special, I think he but. Is. He's the he senior the- ref, but they still call this a special referee position today. Oh, okay. It's weird. But yeah, he's referee Ole Anderson. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, the studio thing's funny because the entrance ramp's so short. Like, literally, like Ron Simmons' music hits, he, like, puts his hand up and he's in the ring. Like, there's <laughs> no time yeah. to, like, do anything.
0: Oh, Jim Ross pimps the all new power hour Saturday morning at 9.05 Eastern. Yeah,
1: he must have been producing that.
0: Um,. Yeah,
1: we get the uh, the racist chops going um, from the fans as the Seminole alum gets into the ring. Cactus has to be backed away by Ole Anderson. Um, you know, he's not giving him any space to get in. And uh, match starts up with you know very simple wrestling here between these two brawlers.
0: hmm Yeah, get a headlock spot on Jack, and uh, there's someone shouting about Simmons doing well. And then there's fans like laughing about whatever he they, that person was shouting. I'm not sure what was happening exactly, but always interesting whenever you get to the crowd kind of reacting to something else in the ring uh, in the room. Uh, Jack counters uh, by following Simmons into the corner or into the ropes, I should say. And when he wants the Cactus elbow to the floor, but Simmons was ready for it. He you know popped right back up and turned and got ready for the dive. And so Cactus instead uh, clotheslines. Both men to the floor shortly after over the ropes. Cactus hits the swinging neck breaker on Simmons on the floor.
1: Yeah, and a little bit before that, Jim Ross again <clears throat> just goes into a tangent promoting the Atlanta Falcons for some reason, and some player currently on the Falcons who was a roommate of Ron Simmons when they were <laughs> players at Florida. I mean, just he just goes on and on with that shit. And it's like, God, well, how did the WWF hire you? How did they hire you? Because yeah. it's just, no, they don't want, all this stuff he does is what they make him stop doing, pretty much. That'd be a <laughs> good job. Um, yeah, so yeah, we have the action on the outside, the neck breaker on the floor with no mats. As you'll notice, another mm-hmm. treat of when Bill Watts in his era is well, we're going to get rid of them, right, them mats out there. If they want to fight on the floor, there shouldn't be any padding. So,
0: <laughs> oh, Jack. goodness.
1: I Rake from Cactus. Jack then catches. Simmons with a boot running in as Simmons charged. Cactus is a spinning clothesline, We uh, then get another clothesline from Cactus Jack and another for a two count. He's just like clubbing him down. There's like no momentum behind these clotheslines. He just no. clubs him down with his arm, basically, and then yeah. puts a chin lock on because that's what I want to see these guys do.
0: But this triggers Take- a go Ron go chant from the crowd. This is true.
1: Uh, yeah, we get and then all that love from the fans. Ron Simmons is a second rope bulldog. Only gets a two. He nearly decapitates Jack with a nasty forearm out of a three-point stance. I was like, oh, that's it. Nope. Also a (laughs) two-count. And then I don't know what happened then. I think we almost got a 1992 Canadian Destroyer, and they just didn't quite have the momentum.
0: Yeah, it's a very slow backdrop by Simmons for two. (laughs) Very slow. Like, he
1: hops on his back and just kind of hangs out there for a minute.
0: Oh, I thought he was just going to drop him on his head. Uh, yeah but yeah running clothesline by the champion jack sends simmons to the floor once again and scoop slams him on that unpadded floor jack lands on the champ on the floor off the apron with a dive Uh, but simmons stands up gets right in the ring hits a spine buster and a power slam and wins one two three and that's it it's like Like, what what happened to the storyline you guys were telling in this match
1: cactus literally got his shit in and it was like all right that's it now we're going home yeah i mean overall i enjoyed the match i thought these two guys worked pretty yeah. well together
0: till the end i was into this that ending was just like
1: whoa what huh it's like okay earlier in the match they acted like that would be the end that would be devastating yeah if cactus hit that elbow and ron avoided it so yeah
0: mm. i don't know what happened
1: we get replays. It's apparently, get our yeah. toss-
0: Ron Ron being on the floor is like the uh, ECW wrestlers from the 2008 video game. Like, don't let him start bleeding. Don't jump on him on the floor. That powers him up. It doesn't hurt him any. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. We so we toss the break. Our scrapbook flashes another corny clip, but he's just doing commentary, and it's for a Midnight Express match. But I can't tell who they're fighting. Like, I'd-
0: I mean, it's Bobby hitting the diving knee. Is what I yeah. saw. So yeah.
1: So it's just, just again, kind of a, who, what, 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 just no rhyme or reason for any of these, it feels like. Um, we then come back, and a pretty interesting little turn of events here, as Jim Ross explains the current situation with the NWA championship, as Masahiro Chono has become the champion. And, uh, yeah. you know, we see him having big gold wrapped around his waist, and it's just so wild how Rick, like the belt goes from Ric Flair in WCW, takes it to the WWF, And then, in the midst of kind of all that crazy shit happening, they drop the NWA, kind of. Yeah. And they adopt this WCW championship,
3: Mm -hmm. and then
1: they get gold back, and then that's when you get the international title, and this NWA thing gets
0: worse. It's...
1: This is the beginning of a very
0: complicated
1: couple of years for the NBA like, title.
0: How did it get on Rick Rude? I'm so confused about how Rick Rude ended up I think being in the a tournament. I think it was a tournament final. Oh, okay. Between oh, these two okay. guys. I so don't... he beat him for the tournament title. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Ventura blames home field advantage. Which
1: I suppose makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's like in football with home teams, yeah. Um and then I just had is one of the young boys that like really famous big wrestler dude that does all the chops. That like ended up establishing another company at some point i feel like he was like one of the big three or something he's, he's a wider dude that just does a lot of chops oh, uh, right there in the middle of the ring like middle of the I it, watching I know you're match.
1: hashimoto yes it wouldn't have been hashimoto because he would okay. have been he'd have been established by this
0: well, well a dude that looks like hashimoto because hashimoto Young. chono
1: and nagata aren't isn't that the musketeers
0: See, that's why I never know who the musketeers versus the the third generation because oh, they yeah, got a third right. generation musketeer versus the that's originals. Right. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, we see all these highlights from this match. It's pretty, you know, I, so I liked good. watching this stuff. It was cool mm-hmm. to see. Um, mm-hmm. And then we see highlights from the match after the finish where Ventura thinks Rude was at a disadvantage, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, a diving shoulder block for a pin. Uh. By the way, it was the, the winning match, which, winning move, which made me laugh. Uh, JR says he'd love to see the rematch. And JR says Rude thinks daily about trying to challenge for that belt. And that's when we go to this promo from Rick Rude.
2: You know, first time around for the NWA title, Ravishing Rick Rude learned a valuable lesson. When you're in Japan, you do as the Japanese. Now, Chono, it's round two for the NWA title. And I've got news for you it's going to be second verse. Same as the first. Except for me it's gonna be a whole lot better. For you, it's gonna be a whole lot worse. Be prepared. See ya.
0: Not a great promo when right. you really think about it. It's
3: that
1: is like <laughs> right in his delivery. That is one of the worst promos from like a content standpoint. <laughs> it's like it's it starts going just awfully bad when you talk about the second verse, same as the like, you lost.
3: Yes. Yep.
1: So okay. But, but it's not going to be like the first verse, actually. <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot better for Rick Reed. It's like, oh. then it's nothing like the you know, first. It's just yeah. funny how. I yeah. feel like somebody probably, he probably had it right. He however, first he,
0: with worst, though. And then he did the kissy face thing. So Ventura comes back acting like he's the greatest promo of all time.
1: Um, yeah, so JR and Ventura. Also, I have to mention, these two, the backdrop for them is awful throughout this whole show. Those are standing outside yeah. of like the men's room. Or something.
0: Yeah, it's not a great... I mean, whatever set they had for Saturday night, or Saturday morning, was not a very good set, it looked like.
1: That's possible, yeah. Um. Yeah, we go to the break, we get the third preview for Spin the Wheel. This one
0: is almost identical, except they show us two seconds more video right at the beginning of Medusa going into the, 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 the sewer where this bar is located.
1: Still doesn't really explain what... Again, Medusa, another former member of the Dangerous Alliance, that they're like, ah... I don't know, go put your hair up and...
0: Yeah, go be with Jake the Snake and this sure. short guy. Uh, yeah. So, after, you know, the spinning wheel bar, we then go to Cactus Jack, who's joined Jim Ross, and yeah, this is- I love this promo. Do you want to say anything before I play it, or...
2: Oh, I love it, yeah, go ahead. And I've been joined uh, by Cactus Jack. What, uh, what are you doing here? Look at me! Look at me! I can barely stand... Ron Simmons, I came this close to capturing the championship of the world. But tonight, you were a better man. My head's been hurt. My pancreas punished. I've never felt this bad in my life. But I've never been happier. You see, Simmons, I felt your heart beat. Quickly! I felt your pulse race. You've got weaknesses, Ron. I couldn't overcome them. But I found a man who could. I called up Danny's five ass sedan. Stay home. I've got a man on our side who knows Ron Simmons better than anyone. He's traveled with him. He's wrestled with him. He's the Barbarians' new tag team partner and his name is Butch Reed. Butch Reed?
3: So,
1: yeah. I mean, DP, DP, can you name, what was the tag team name of Butch Reed and Ron Simmons? Is that Doom?
0: Doom, that's right. So I couldn't believe he didn't say anything. Yeah, Butch doesn't have anything to say. Um I just I thought it was such a weird like it felt like you know like the this big reveal, but like the crowd is only kind of into it. They're not yeah. really into this Butch thing, and yeah. I don't know. Just I liked you know Cactus's j- delivery about it, but it's just so weird. Like we just called up Dan Spivey and told him we don't need you anymore uh I mean, here comes AKA, butchery. Yeah.
1: aka he probably didn't he probably no showed or that's what i was
0: wondering is like bill watts hate hate dan Spivey like <laughs> probably yeah well another one
1: of the things that this bill watts you know jake roberts just got here and jake's told the story about you know first thing bill watts did is like cut his salary like yeah For like a weight. lot yeah so he was yeah. letting it be known because they had heat from back in the mid-south days because jake left but yeah anyway uh solid stuff there from cactus my favorite part is that he's going to stay on and do color commentary along with jim ross and jesse ventura for match number four which is the barbarian and butch reed like hey nice to meet you want to go have a tag team match okay (laughs) uh taking on the team of dustin rhodes and barry windham again like big match like they just you know they just kind of toss out here like it's no big deal it's like oh okay Dustin, dustin and barry are two of your top stars but all right whatever
0: Cactus says on the announced team that, uh you know, Ron Simmons can't run from his past with Butch Reed. Uh, Rhodes versus Baby to start here. Um, ba- baby? What did I just write that there? Barb. Barbarian. Okay. <laughs> it's like, baby, what is on? So Barbarian won't go down even after two shoulder blocks, but the youngins double team him with a clothesline and a double drop kick, and that does knock him down. Uh, Wyndham tags in and rolls up Barbie for a two count. Intags Butch Foley says he's not the brains here, but merely part of this plan. He keeps explaining, I, "I didn't design this. I didn't invite Butch Reed here. I'm just explaining what happened."
1: And I don't know if I my timing's probably not quite right, but I know Kevin Sullivan comes in at some point, and I could have ah. swore was the mastermind. Or so I, I don't I remember. That I can't remember case. if that's the case here or not. But um, yeah, Reed's in there. Uh, Dustin Rhodes is, hits a boot as Reed charged in. Whipped to the opposite corner, and Rhodes misses a shoulder tackle and falls all the way to the floor. Always a brutal deal there. Uh, Double-team clothesline for Barbarian and Butch Reed drops... What? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Drops Dustin. Reed then holds Dustin, and Barbarian hits him. Uh, we get a side slam. So Dustin's... Uh, Really get his ass kicked at this point. Can't make a tag. They won't let him make a tag. We get a neck breaker on Rhodes for a two count. Read with a clothesline and some stomps. Uh, they continue the, you know, the punishment. That's barbarian because it has a power slam into the turnbuckle. What, Those are always
3: ugly.
0: what did you think of uh, Cactus saying that you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can fool Barry Windham all of the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved like his what, what he shows as a range of his character here. Mm-hmm. they want to paint him as this very narrow, crazy Cactus Jack doesn't feel pain guy. And I thought between this promo and his commentary here, he shows, you know, a lot of the potential that he has.
0: That's true. I hadn't thought about that aspect of it, but you're right.
1: Because, yeah, he's doing more and making jokes and really kind of adding something to this character that I'm sure they probably weren't intending him to do.
0: So Reed blatantly rakes the eyes of Dustin Rhodes in the middle of the ring. The ref has to turn and start yelling at Barbarian, who's doing nothing on, at ringside <laughs> like sure. to stop right. looking at it. Uh, the heels continue to work over Dustin. He fights back with a big overhead elbow strike, You know, just like his daddy, did. But uh, mm-hmm. Barbarian hits him again and drops an elbow to get a two count. Jack says he didn't come up with this idea. Again, he's just part of the movement. JR sells us for the upcoming show at the Omni which I guess is Halloween Havoc. I'm not 100% sure if they're promoting two shows or not. We get a double clothesline that results in both men down. Dustin tags in Barry. House of Fire, rights and lefts. Backdrop, drop kick for Barbie. Punches keep Reed in his corner. A lariat from Barry. Uh, but then he puts Barbarian up top. And Jack says he shouldn't keep going. He should go for the pin. But Wyndham hits the superplex. He then grabs Reed, flair style, and tosses him off the top. And as the faces look to come back to Barbarian, Barbarian hits a sudden boot to the face of Wyndham, knocks him out cold. His partner had just turned his back to go to ringside. He pins him one, two, three. Your winners are the Barbarian and Butch Reed.
1: Yeah. Barry Wyndham also probably, probably should have been disqualified when he threw Reed off the top rope. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's like, you guys made the rule. Okay, like I, <laughs> I didn't make it. You guys did. So how about you enforce it?
0: Oh, uh, but yeah, this this pump kick here is just apparently absolutely brutal from barbarian. So it gets uh-huh.
1: the win. Yeah, I was like, okay.
0: Good good good
1: thing there for the barbarian and uh Butch Reed, I suppose. Uh Cactus Tells Jim Ross, this is the best tag team in wrestling. <laughs> um and Tells Ron Sims to have eyes in the back of his head because if the left doesn't get you, the right one will. Well. So.
3: Yeah.
0: And then we get what I was just like, what was this random shot of Jake the Snake admiring mankind's promo? Like, it's just like Jake smiling and then turns around and walks to the back. It felt like he was just out listening to the promo and then, like, got caught by the camera thinking that he was coming in on a run in.
1: It seems possible. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It was very random. He just turns Uh, around and walks away. Speaking of random, another great way to illustrate all the success on TBS over the years a random clip of Willie Nelson. Hanging out with Dusty Rhodes and Tony Schiavone.
0: This this was the one clip that I was like, I wish they would tell us what shows these were from, so I could go yeah. find this clip. I want to see this interview. Absolutely. Yeah, because he asked Jim, is it yeah. Jim or Tony Schiavone? Asked him like, he asked Willie Nelson, like, oh, what's this? I hear about Dustin or Dusty Rhodes showing up at your shows and trying to take over in yeah. the middle of the concert. I'm like, yeah, I want to hear the story. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. So, but we won't. Nope, we won't. Just go to break. Uh, now back from break, Jim says, uh, "Well, we saw Jake the Snake. What was that about?" And Ventura's like, "I don't know, but uh, snakes do have a find a way. They do have a way of finding places they shouldn't be." Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I yeah. guess it was an accident. Uh, now to Tony Schiavone, who's voiced this package about the big group match tonight, and uh, it's gonna explain kind of where things are coming from. Vader was facing Sting. He crushed his chest and won the title five months later with a power bomb, but then Jake Roberts attacked Stinger as well. And then Sting is gonna save Jake from his demons. It's it's a weird promo here. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Somehow Nikita Koloff got involved, as well as the Steiner well, brothers.
1: Well Nikita Koloff and Rick Rude, they explain, have been feuding over the United States championship.
0: Okay. For
1: a while now. And we see them fighting in like the locker room and everything else. But then, literally, the Steiners and Super Invader have no connection to any of <laughs> At least not the video package.
0: Yeah, nothing I can find out. No. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, commercial break, and then we come back for match number five. Yep. It's our eight man elimination tag team main event of the evening. We're getting ahead of the silly WWF and their Survivor Series coming up in a few months. Uh, we've got The Heels, Ravishing Rick Rude, Jake the Snake Roberts, Big Van Vader, and From Bangkok, Thailand, Super Invader, Battling, Sting, Nikita Koloff, Rick Steiner, and Scotty Steiner.
1: Yeah. Uh, the bad guys are also accompanied to the ring by Harley Race and Medusa.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who was managing
1: Rick Rude at the time.
0: I had to Google Super Invader, because the image that they yeah. showed on the Im- beforehand, it had like his mask had like some gra- like detail to it. It had like a headband thing with like a rising sun logo. But mm-hmm. when we see him come out here, he's just got like two sets of red pantyhose over his face, and it's very clearly Hercules.
1: Yeah. And like, his tights are ripped.
0: I've never seen a man that looks so much like himself when you cover all of his facial feet like I didn't realize <laughs> just how like structurally like the-, the chin bones and the like the overhead, the forehead, like bridge area like just sticks out like he just does not at all look like a man from bangkok thailand (laughs) no
1: what What are you talking about yeah no
0: italian cartoon character
1: (laughs) The only reason i can imagine he's in this match is because he was at least managed by harley race so
0: Uh, okay yeah so hercules in pantyhose is your super invader i was so excited we were going to get some random japanese legend but no no instead we Uh, get lord tensai from 1992
1: yeah. yeah Uh, And this match isn't always awesome, but this match has some awesome parts to it, including the beginning where we get Vader and Rick Steiner, who I really want to watch these two guys have a singles match, because (laughs) Rick doesn't take any shit from Vader, and tosses him anytime he feels like it did you and vader hits him as hard as i've ever seen him hit somebody
0: okay because i have my notes here like right after the start of this match i was like it might be my mark brain being worked but this interaction Correct. feels like an escalation of receipts like oh yeah punches from vader to start the last one looks fairly stiff rick fires back after blocking a punch his first one looks to be right on the bridge of the nose of vader who comes <laughs> back with what looks like a stiffer kick and then mm-hmm. Rick with a big clothesline that also looks very stiff. I was like, it's all very snug and well done, but maybe these guys are just hitting each other.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. No, these two I, I don't know if they <laughs> made the decision together or what, but yeah, they just they go at each other in this match. Yeah, Vader with oh. a splash in the corner, followed by a slam. Rick with a belly to belly overhead suplex
0: mm-hmm.
1: on Vader, which is just awesome. And and- Vader would duck out to the outside.
0: Yeah. And, like, as soon as he ducks out, Scott jumps in and runs around the ring like Shawn Michaels in DX Um, 3.0. In tags Nikita Koloff and uh, everyone's favorite Super Invader, whose tights are ripped up. I'm like, is that by design or you just didn't want to buy new tights? Yeah. Herc, again, very defined here. Uh, He tags in rude after, like, nothing and uh, Mm -hmm. chops the throat of Koloff. But Nikita tags in Scotty and uh, grabs an arm. Steiner has Rude's arm behind his back and Steiner can't stop the tag as Super Invader tags right back in. I was like, these aren't very effective tags by either team. Scott grabs oh. the double underhook and lifts and slams the Invader, then a belly to belly suplex, uh, tag to Rick, and Scott missed it, and Rude attacks from behind. Oh, that's yeah, right. Rick yeah, Rude, yeah. not Rick Steiner.
1: Yeah, Rick Rude make a blind <laughs> tag when they're running the ropes and then Scott would miss the Frankensteiner. Yep. Uh, Neckbreaker followed by an elbow, but the pinfall is broken up. As Scott begins to be the punching bag of this match, as the bad guys are going to come in and work him over, Vader beats Scott up in the corner. Uh, you know, dry, and, and uh, I like. Did you see Jake Roberts get like knocked off the apron on accident when Vader and Scott Steiner are wrestling? Like they don't do it on purpose, but he's like turn around, John, to the fans, kind of, <laughs> and he's a little bit too far out in the middle, and they're yeah. just running the ropes, and he gets fucking knocked into the guardrail, and everybody laughs that. at him. So oh, good. that's awesome. Rude comes in, gives us the hit gyration, and continues the beat down on Scotty. Uh, Steiner would come back, hits a tilt to world side slam on Rude. And then we get hot tags from Jake Roberts and Nikita. I was like, ah, Nikita? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Back elbow drops Roberts from Nikita. Scoop slam on the snake, followed by a shoulder block. And uh, he's in full control until Rick Rude hits a cheat knee from the apron. Yep. And then Jake would roll Nikita up to eliminate him.
0: Yeah, and Sting, in like full video game, well, now I got to even this one back out mode, just walks in the (laughs) ring, grabs Hercules, hits a slam, hits another slam, another slam, lays on the pin, and eliminates him.
1: Yep. Like, (laughs) all right, now we're good. And then we get to go back to the real main event of this match. We get Rick Steiner and Vader back in the (laughs) ring. We get a clothesline, one clothesline from Rick that drops Vader. Mm. And then a beautiful... German suplex that just throws Vader like a cruiserweight.
0: Yeah. JR loses his mind on the German suplex, man. Yeah.
1: It was awesome. Steiner then to the second rope, because that's what everybody does in this match. Uh, Bret Hart would have loved it here. Vader, though, catches Rick Steiner and delivers a power slam. Uh, Then they they lost their way a little bit. Vader was trying to do the urinagi. I don't think Rick really knew what the fuck was going on there. Uh, (laughs) Then goes to the second rope, hits the splash, and only gets a two. I was yeah. like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yep." Rick Steiner is pushing the, you know, re- very recently former WCW champion. So.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's it's wild. Uh, Rude tags in. Ventura wonders if Rick is whining about being hit because he never got hit like that in the amateur ranks. This is the pros. Uh, ref misses Sting's tag, and the heels pull Rick back into their corner, and that's when we hear this.
2: Go, the tag. it's wrong, it's still a good
0: call. <laughs> It's incorrect, but it's correct. <laughs> it's like,
2: eh,
1: okay, I-, I guess. I guess. Uh, Vader also gets back into the match, hits a slam on Rick Steiner, and goes to the second rope. Steiner cuts him off and slams Vader, but Rude breaks up the count. I was like, God, will you just let these two men wrestle without interruption? Uh, <laughs> Steiner escapes a suplex attempt. Oh. Steiner then attempted doomsday device and they were a little overconfident in their l- lower leg strength well
0: who's gonna put vader on their shoulders and then stand up like i can get picking him up and slamming All right him, but you're gonna put well, him on your shoulders and then stand up and how was vader going to fall after you hit him that's true too <laughs> like right on top of his head probably like probably yeah, oh.
1: they, they make the best of it, but it, was, it didn't go great.
0: But here's the problem. Scott yeah. is an idiot. And instead of coming off the second rope, he came off the third one, and so he's eliminated right after doing the move.
1: I, appreci- I appreciate that they decided to do all their rule enforcing in the eliminations of this match. Like, all of a sudden, all these rules now apply, and they start using
0: As, as soon as Scotty was eliminated, I got furious, because I was like, I thought yeah. the whole point of the poll was to see if we would take it away for this match. So that way, these guys could come off the top. But no.
1: JR, JR
0: hasn't told us yet. No, he hasn't. Because I, I had forgotten that he hadn't told us. And I, that's what I was like, wait a second. God damn it. <laughs> oh.
1: so Scotty's out. Sting and the snake are in the ring now. Uh, it doesn't really go- last long. Rude comes in hits the neckbreaker. I'm sorry, outside the ring. Rick Rude hits the neckbreaker on Rick Steiner on the floor. And uh, Vader, who's still down from the doomsday device, I guess. Did he roll to the floor after yeah. that?
0: Or something? Yeah, he just slams Rick.
1: Yeah, Vader and Rick are both on the floor. Uh, Rick Steiner's counted out. Vader manages to slip back into the ring. So,
0: Yeah, so it's Steiner, both, Sting both versus out. three guys.
1: Yep. The Ventura called this also before the match started.
0: Yeah, he did say, you know, up. conceivably we could see a four-on-one. So almost, he said three-on-one. But yeah, Super Invader couldn't stick around for this one. Uh, nope. Sting versus Roberts now. Uh, he hits the splash in the corner, the Stinger Splash, locks on the Scorpion Deathlock, and I was like, oh, video game mode, we're eliminating one of these guys right away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rude clotheslines him as the ref is distracted by Medusa. Sting then with a crossbody on Rude, an inverted atomic drop on Rick Rude. A slingshot suplex, but Vader dives off the top rope and murders them both, lands directly on the head of Rick Rude. I felt like, Jesus, I don't know how that guy's still awake. Um, and then he's disqualified. Yeah, and Vader came off the top, so he's DQ'd. The ref was watching. And was he? Because I was like, the ref wasn't looking, I thought. I don't think so either. I think that's what that's what blew me away, too. I was like, I don't think the ref was looking.
1: Whatever. Uh, yeah, because Roberts, I think, was distracting him. Whatever. I don't know.
0: Jake pulls Rude into the corner, makes a tag. Sting is down and out. Ventura says, it's time for the DDT. He hits it. He pins the stinger, and your winners are Rick Rude and Jake Roberts. And JR goes, don't leave. I know that's your main event, but we got a very specific info about Halloween Havoc coming up right after the break.
1: And boy, do they. There's not a lot of good things that came from the Watts era of this company. But for whatever reason, Mr. Old School loved to produce wacky videos (laughs) to promote his matches.
0: Oh, they're so much fun. So before we go to break, we get another Ric Flair moment. I, yeah. I didn't write down what it was. Was it also I
1: this demeaning? one? I forgot about this one when I was complaining earlier. I think this oh, okay. is just an old fashioned, like Ric Flair talk about how great he is kind of. A bro, gotcha. So.
0: so we come back. JR finally gives us the results of the poll about the off the top rope rule. 88% voted to rescind the rule. Now we're never going to speak of it again. Let's move yeah. on to what we're talking about next month.
1: <laughs> the rule's still in place, folks, just so you know. So but thanks for voting like, anyway.
0: We didn't even get Bill Watts' reaction to it nothing just oh because what's he gonna say? say we're gonna move on there,
1: there's nothing good for him to say in that position you know because he can't say we're listening to your fans We can't. yeah
0: no. that's true
1: here's a rule that i wanted to put in place almost the entire fan base hates it but i'm gonna stick to my guns uh, uh, i just
0: wonder good. how much money they made specifically off of getting people to call in to vote for that rule well,
1: you're not wrong but now it's time for our halloween havoc preview it's the spin the wheel make the deal video you start in a dirty city street because that's you know what the old-fashioned traditionalists think about the cities Mm -hmm. Uh, and medusa enters a sewer grate yeah you can already hear that some something's being chanted as she enters the sewers
0: well right as she like she turns a corner which this makes me laugh because it's just very much like old production or whatever, because she turns the corner and she's got this like giant cloak over her shoulders and she yeah. just drops it. And I was yeah. like, you just going to leave that there on yeah. the corner? Oh, okay. Like, yeah, Coat's gone. She's going well, yeah. down in the sewers. All, the, all the, the
1: circumstances surrounding her entry into this place and then her being here are odd. Yeah, because why is she like, looks like this? There's two different directors making this video because on one hand, she seems to be like a part of this Mm-hmm. And then there's also kind of shots and things that would lead you to believe that like she's here against her
0: will. Well, yeah. And then like when we, the other thing that's weird is that like she's dressed in this outfit that looks very much like the rest of this bar that they keep yeah. showing us. But mm-hmm. then like when we saw her earlier on the show, she right. was just like in a turtleneck in like right. look normal. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so she gets into the spin the wheel, make the deal underground bar. It's, it's the nitro underground, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. Jake Roberts Has that little guy from the White Castle of Fear here. He's in a jacket. Um, There's a guy cleaning a machete. Also, as soon as you walk in the room, uh, uh, if you pause right when Medusa opens the door, the two men standing in front of her are playing with office scissors. I don't understand what they're doing. I have no (laughs) idea what exactly is going on in this bar.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, so everyone's chanting, spin the wheel, make the deal. Um and weapons are suggested to Medusa, actually, because then it's like it's weird cut, where like it's everything that we've pretty much seen up to this point. Yeah, where she's just about to like pull the lever to spin the wheel, and then we just kind of like cut away from that, and now she's talking to people in the bar. <laughs> yeah, and they're suggesting weapons to her. Oh, and dude, Roberts, the- Roberts is I don't know across the room, but he smiles and reacts as if he's hearing this conversation.
0: Yes. And, like, the direction and the locations of everything is so off, like... All over the place. There's When we actually go to pull the lever, it's going to be Medusa pulling the lever, and we're going to take a shot of Medusa on the other side of the room, reacting to the lever being pulled, and then, yeah. like, back to her standing next to the lever. It's so weird. Um, so, yeah, Jake nods in approval of the last of the scissors, I guess, that she was yeah. suggested. Um, uh-huh. And just before we can spin the wheel, though, a Harley uh-huh. rolls up. Yeah. Man it's, called Sting. Yeah. Sting. And Roberts says he's gonna finish what he started in Baltimore. You're gonna wish you were never born. And the the acting isn't great. The dialogue's not great. But the worst part is whoever directed this decided we're not gonna have even have you guys be in the same room when you do these scenes.
3: Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Because they're
0: clearly just reading off of whoever is reading a page of like a piece of paper from across the room. Cause it's just close-ups with nothing else around them. Uh, here you go.
2: Sting, I knew you'd come. It was just a matter I of time. I knew you'd come. Yeah, I'm uh, here, so what's the deal? Sting, I'm going to finish what I started in Baltimore. When I get done with you, you wish you'd never been born. <laughs> you talk too much. Get to the point. What's the deal? Sting, relax. What's your hurry? I'm going to take my time and enjoy this moment. Cut the crap. we I have to come over there and kick your... Sting, you don't get it, do you, man? You don't have a clue. Look around you. This is my playground. These are my people. I'm smiling, not you. It's come down to this. You see, the deal is on the wheel. At Halloween Havoc, your worst nightmare will come
0: true. I do love that, like... the. You know, it's it's kind of the generic, usual like tough guy talk, but at the same time, if you really pay attention, it makes sense. It's Sting saying, "What's the stipulation?" and and Roberts is like, "I've been trying to tell you. I've put this wheel together. We're gonna have to spin it the night of. You keep telling me I have to tell you already. It's on. It, it, well, you gotta wait, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah.
1: Now I love too how it's you know the most the worst nightmare will come true. Do you remember what match these men have at Halloween? Well, having do that's you remember the worst what hands on?
0: that's the worst part because J- jake roberts is going to mention death matches and a barbed wire barbed wire matches and like a you said it's going to come down to a glove match
1: coal miners glove <laughs> a weighted glove is what the stipulation will be
0: oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sting's acting is so bad in this. Like, I feel like he gets better as some of these wacky videos go on. I don't know where this lies in the timeline of these wacky videos. Is the White Castle of Fear still to come? Is it before this? Because I feel 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 like that was with the Vader championship run.
1: Yeah, well, Vader gets it back, though, at some point. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure about the the chronologically of this. Oh, and then I just have here, wait, what? Medusa spins it. And as she spins it, she steps aside. The other two step in and do the boxing MMA standoff where they look at each other. And suddenly lasers shoot out of their eyes into each other's lasers, which then explodes into a to-be-continued graphic. I was blown away by the end of this. It's awesome.
1: Like <laughs> As much as like, I hated them promoting this thing throughout the show with the same fucking clip, well, when you also- do finally get to see it, it is amazing.
0: Yeah, and it's not till October twenty fifth. We're on September fourth. Yeah. What are we doing from then till now? I can't believe
1: Jake didn't get fired before they made it to the havoc. To be honest with you.
0: <laughs> so yeah, they promote Halloween Havoc. We go back to Jim Ross, who's now smashed onto a uh. tiny part of the stage where Bill Watts is almost falling off the edge. There's just all of the like officials. Bullet Bob's on there, and they're all just standing there to say goodbye. And Jim Ross says, all right, Freddie Miller, what do you usually say?
2: Freddie Miller, what do you got to say about that? WCW, TBS, and Halloween a Don't miss it. Be there. There you go.
1: Everyone can Again. go home
0: happy. All the kids love that be there yeah. line.
1: Again, a reference that <laughs> falls on deaf ears on 98% of the audience.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, so and whatever. then we get the yeah. scrapbook credit sequence. And that's uh, shit.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, it's a Clash
0: of the Champions, so it's not very long. I felt like it was yeah. a fairly easy watch for me. I feel like if I oh, was yeah. watching in that day, it would be incredibly frustrating every time they were throwing to these video packages and doing those videos in and out of breaks and taking all this time to talk to nobody when, like, there's all these storylines that they're trying to build up, but they're not going to actually. It's just spend <laughs> so much time doing other shit.
1: This show does a terrible job of promoting the current storylines in the company of real. I mean, like they kind of, the Jake Robertson sting obviously is getting like a big push. Yeah. But otherwise, all these messages are just happening that have a lot of backstory that they don't take any time to tell you about. Yeah, you know, I know we yeah. still have plenty of time till Halloween havoc, but damn, like <laughs> you accomplished very um, little on this. And show.
0: the poll just blew my mind and just infuriated me when that was it. Just 88% said yes. That's it.
1: That's the end of the
0: conversation. <sighs> so since it's a clash, even though it is a television product, Dave Meltzer does put out his star ratings. So we do have some match by match rankings. Would you like to compare yours with the Melts, Tony? Let's do it. Match number one: World TV title, no DQ match. Austin versus Steamboat. What say you? Three and a half stars. Nice. Match the night. That was I'm I'm saying match of the night as well. Dave Meltzer also liked it a lot. He gave it three point seven five stars for his ranking i thought i
1: overrated that match all right match
0: two arn and bobby versus dick and greg
1: i mean again i this match happening makes little to no sense but it was a really solid tag team match i gave it two stars
0: i thought it was all right yeah dave Meltzer pretty pretty close to where you're at just a little bit less 1.5 on that one okay match three the world heavyweight championship simmons versus jack
1: I thought these guys did as well as almost probably could be expected. Ron, you could tell at points he the rating was hurt a little bit. Ron is still pretty green at this point, and there were times in the match we could tell Cactus was having to kind of get things back on track. Uh, But I gave it two and a half stars.
0: Hmm, That was generous, two or one point seven five from Dave Meltzer on this one. Okay, all right. Match four: Reed and Barbie versus Wyndham and Rhodes.
1: Not bad. Just kind of slow and plotting. Nothing special in this match. Uh, I gave it one and a half stars.
0: So basically, if you just like flipped your ratings for that last one and this one, and then the same with Dave Meltzer, you guys would be on the same page. Dave Meltzer gave this one two stars. Wow. Okay. Match four, eight man elimination tag match. What did you give this one?
1: Uh, This match was a a good amount of fun. You know, like I said, it had its, you know, had some really bright spots. in the match and I liked it. I gave it three stars.
0: I like this match as well. Uh Dave Meltzer also liked this. Three point two five stars from Mr. Meltzer. Uh but yeah, he gave his match of the night to the first match of the night as well. So we're in well, agreement there. Um how about that? The users of Cagematch.net currently have the show rated at six point four out of ten, with only eight votes tallied, so lots of room for movement if new reviewer felt strongly. Uh, Tony uh Allen ninety Wrote in 2019, he gave it a 7 out of 10, saying this was the first clash of the champions that I saw as a child, and it always holds a special place with me. I highly enjoy the flashback clips that aired during the show of the best singles wrestlers that ever graced TBS, and then the best tag teams. Highlight of this show was definitely Ricky Steamboat versus Steve Austin for the TV title, with Heyman inside a shark cage above the ring. Austin and Ricky always produced some of the greatest technical encounters, and this one is no different. I also enjoyed the eight-man tag main event, definitely worth a watch for anyone who has not seen it
1: so yeah. there's there's oh, yeah. a kid
0: that was incredibly impressed with the uh, the montage of singles and tag wrestlers all right
1: i mean hey some people it's <laughs> easier to please than others
0: i didn't realize that i had accidentally put in someone that disproved our theory right after our <laughs> until i just read that but yeah uh Son of J- a bitch. jack leone in 2016 also gave it a 7 out of 10 said this anniversary event features many flashbacks with wrestlers of the past most of them already in wwf so they were pushing stars in the rival promotion there are three good wrestling matches austin versus steamboat simmons versus jack and the four versus four elimination match jake roberts was the biggest new star of wcw he said I mean, listen. They were chanting
1: DDT. Yeah. When he was fighting Sting. That's true. So they want like I think the Bill Watts timing really yeah. hurt what could have been a good run for Jake in WCW probably because he was still red hot. That's know? true. Like his his popularity. You know, I think they kind of tried to diminish it a little bit. You know, especially when he was probably trying to negotiate a new deal with Vince before he left. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, he's wildly popular and probably could have been a huge star for WCW here, but
0: it wasn't to be... Oh, well, that is our thoughts on the 20th Flash of the Champions on TBS and the 20th anniversary of wrestling on TBS proper, I guess. Mm. Uh, so, Tony, we have to move on, though. We have more shows to watch and more shows to review. So where are we heading next week? Well, you know what? We just celebrated
1: 20 years of World Championship Wrestling on TBS... I thought, why not go begin the television run of World Championship Wrestling on the sister station, TNT? And what better way to do that than with the inaugural episode of Monday Night Nitro from the Mall of America, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ooh. And this show, folks, is such a great sign of things to come. We've got the broadcasting debut of Mongo McMichael. <laughs> we have the light heavyweight Ew. match between Jushin Thunder Liger and Flyin' Brian Pillman. Nice. Pasta Mania, folks. Hulk oh, Hogan, live from Pasta Mania. Lex Luger, the Lex Express, oh. drives all the way to Atlanta. The total surprise appearance. We have a Ric Flair Sting match because it's WCW. and We're trying to figure out how to sp- fill time. We book a Sting Ric Flair match no matter what year it is. <laughs> Scott Norton comes back from Japan. There's a Sabu vignette. Michael Wall Street is coming to WCW. Good grief. Big Bubba Rogers takes on Hulk Hogan in our main event. And this all fits into one hour? 45 minutes, folks, (laughs) of condensed fun.
0: Should be a good time. The very first Nitro from, like you said, the Mall of America.
1: Yep, September 4th, 1995.
0: Always an interesting uh, location. So yeah, three years away from the day that we just reviewed here tonight. September 4th, right back next week. If In the meantime, if you want to keep up with us, you can do so either on Facebook or Twitter. For Facebook, just search for the name of the podcast. For Twitter, it's at GrappleCast. If you'd like to follow me individually, I'm at Deadpool1205.
1: You can follow me, Tony G, at BeyondSanity19.
0: And we'll catch you next week for the very first Nitro
2: The type of wrestling I'm familiar with. A good sit-out.
0: Do you want to talk about some current wrestling, then?
1: Uh, 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 uh. So, we had talked about how he was gone, but it wasn't official, and it became official. Mauro Ronaldo no longer with the WWE.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, it is, like, we have to stop speaking about NXT announcers, because, like, we brought up Desmond Wolfe... You know, Nigel yeah. McGinnis. And then he's yeah. officially like, and well, well, or Stu shows up. So it's like, well, I guess he's not coming back.
1: Well, Nigel just got his job back. Oh, he did said, he? He's going to do NXT UK.
0: What? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. All kinds of uh, news.
1: Weird shift there. Haven't heard anything. Um, you know, I hate to say it with Mauro, but you assume or you fear that it's probably something kind of related to just his current mental state. You well, know, that I'm,
0: and, like, I mean, he had talked kind of about, like, with his mom, I guess there might be some something going on with him, maybe taking care of her a little bit.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, because, gotcha.
0: like, he, you know, that's, you know, at least as of recently, he's been doing all those shows from his house,
3: mm-hmm. so right. it's
0: not like they've been making him travel, and I imagine with things starting to open up and companies starting to invite crowds in, he was probably thinking, well, they're going to be calling anyways. So I imagine, True. regardless, I don't, I don't even know where the conversation was, but I imagine that he's probably been thinking about it throughout yeah. this time so, period.
1: So I don't know. Hopefully, it's some, a situation where maybe he'll be back down the road. <clears throat> but I like Vic Joseph a great deal, and uh, Wade Barrett is amazing.
0: Like I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm everybody steadfast. said. I haven't, I didn't like, get a chance to hear it, but I've everybody is, that I've heard talk about him has said how good he is.
1: He is. He's charming. He's. <laughs> engaging he has a great sense of humor about him he also the thing that i really appreciated and i made note of during nxt this week was he is he explains psychology probably better than i've ever heard anybody explain like oh, really? ring psychology you know like nice just every little like the little things that are going on he call he makes note of and kind of you know brings to your attention and it really adds something to the matches i think so that's good. So far, I've been a big fan of his, and I know people that watch NWA Power are like, like we told you. Like, I know. <laughs> I guess he was really good on that too. Um. So NXT
0: moves Yeah, but they're not making two? NWA Power anymore right now. So
1: I think they're coming back. I don't know. Anyway. Um,
0: if they so are, NXT- I want to see Thunder Rosa. But anyways, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, she'll be there. Uh, NXT moving to Tuesday nights. Uh, we had Super Tuesday Part One last week. And Super Tuesday Part 2 will be this Tuesday night. Um, Because USA has hockey playoffs. You know, if they had maybe bothered to promote it at any point, I would have known that it was coming. Yeah. Because still, like I texted you, when I went to the guide on my uh, Xfinity, it has... The Rock movie San Andreas at eight o'clock on Wednesday (laughs) next, you know. Well, it's like
0: it's so weird because when did they decide to do this? I didn't ever hear any talk of USA being involved in like the television airings of any of the hockey show. I
1: mean, they're under the universal umbrella, so it makes sense. And they are. I guess it is
0: now that they're later into the tournament. Maybe that's why they have it here at this point. But
1: I, I mean, because I mean, it is. I don't USA is a network. they should take advantage of USA. Really, I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably got some of the best reach as far as a cable network goes. So. No,
0: you're not wrong there. You know, as far as you know, more people know that they have the USA Network versus the NBC Sports Network. So,
1: God, yeah, <laughs> I always have to listen to all the indie Car fanatics explaining <laughs> all the random places they have to go to find their programming. Um, so that brings up the question, though: Should they stay on Tuesday nights?
0: It seems like that's kind of the consensus from everyone except for people in WWE and on US at USA Network. Right. Because the, as I told I, they, did you see the article about, like, the, like, I can't remember who said it, but it was saying that, like, people at USA were part of the decision to then to go against AEW as, like, a show in general. Because really? they don't want any other networks having a successful wrestling show because they want to be the number one wrestling network with the that, Universal that. Program group. Aha.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just the thing that I thought was almost strange about NXT and AEW's ratings, though, when they weren't going head to head, where they were basically unchanged. Which Did is they not so go weird.
0: up at all. Like it wasn't like
1: AEW. I mean, I can't say not at all. AEW I think had their second best rating ever. Okay, but but it was still like a nine hundred and
0: thirty. Yeah, it that wasn't was like you just added the two. From right, exactly. One night. That's what I
1: mean. Like you would have thought. <laughs> oh a million people will probably watch both yeah. shows this point. and it's just strange that it's like damn it guys nope. like you so it's really that divided like i don't know maybe if, if if you know this is a scientific fact at this point but if they keep this up for much longer i mean that that means that there are about a million people that watch one of those shows and refuse to watch the other
0: yeah or, I mean, it might just—it might not be where it's like you refuse to, but if you've not been keeping up with the storylines right, and suddenly right. you have a Wednesday where you, the show that you have been keeping up with is, isn't there, it might not be where it's like, oh, man, I, I should watch whatever other wrestling is available. It might just be a thing of, oh, I got the night off now. Like, I can that's- watch this movie that I hadn't watched in a while. Yeah,
1: that's true. And maybe it would, it would not- allow both shows to build an audience.
0: I, you know? Yeah, that's what I think it would be the most benefit of it.
1: That they would eventually they would both gain fans probably from the other show because they mm-hmm. don't have to you know, and a lot of this I also kind of think is always silly because it's like everybody has freaking d v r yeah know, or they yep. or they access these things online, and all of this stuff's kind of bullshit anyway it's, <laughs> know, like, uh but I don't know, so I yeah, Tuesday's be fine with me, uh not okay with Carl Anderson who. <laughs> It's just basically who just sent the simple oh, NXT sucks when asked about their move to Tuesday nights because
0: is not Impact, Impact on Tuesday. On. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they, it was bad. Oh, really? Like, oh, it was, yeah. If you want to talk about an audience that it did <laughs> cherry pick from, Impact fans and WWE fans, I don't think are so different, unfortunately, for Impact. so Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It, that, that looks like that would not be good for Impact if NXT that's was to stay on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, now, I mean, so maybe, maybe
1: Vince is like, well, "Here's the thing. I'll, I'll crush this company if I can't crush that company."
0: While Impact is the smaller company, and you know, th- they own their their own television station, so they can just move themselves to That's another true. channel
1: <laughs> or another That's night, true. Friday. Yeah, I mean, any night. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, so we'll see that. Uh, I'm going to just mention here, you know, the whole third party stuff going on, and that apparently coming to an end that is all very up in the air and unclear still kind yeah. of what that exactly means because yep. i've seen it i've seen it from everything from tiktok instagram youtube you know mm-hmm. twitch everything cameo to well maybe it's just gonna be only fans and cameo or maybe it's yeah. gonna, you know things like so i don't imagine that vince thought all of it through would not surprise me and that they (laughs) probably still need to figure out this rule exactly other than Uh, him just stating a you know just putting something in the air without thinking about how vague and unclear that is
0: in the reports since then because there's been like repeated like like confirmations and clarifications of things from like different sources and yeah it's just been so confusing because originally the first thing i saw was like all third-party stuff has to cease even right. if you use your real name, we own that as well. Yeah. yeah. That was what I saw. And that was what was like the original outrage of people being like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you can't right. own someone's real name if they're not your, you know, like, even if they're your employee, you probably still shouldn't be able to own their real name.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. No, I, know. I mean, look, I, like, but, listen, I don't like it. I don't like any part of it, you know. But, but then ahead, in the days
0: uh, since, we've had people like, Pages side, who have just brought up the fact that all all I have to do is just change all my branding to Soraya, and then I am allowed to do it. But then I don't know that if that's like, been that's changed the since then, because then on the other side, I then saw K- uh, Big E on a podcast like the next day, like today or something, saying, you know, yeah, I don't know how long I am going to be on Cameo, so you know, book your boy right now, get your money in there now, and I'll I'll make right. your videos, sort of a thing.
1: Yeah, because I saw a thing about Page changed the name, and apparently that's still not going to be good enough. Really. But I don't know. Again, like you said, it's all very yeah. up in well, the air and down, kind of all maybe, over the place at this point.
0: Maybe that's, a, I'm curious now if that is, you know, she just picked the bad name because maybe she signed that name over with, like, something to do with the movie rights originally, and so they have that <laughs> still.
1: Well, and also, I mean, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate on some of this stuff or thinking about it from the other side, like, if you're under contract, you're obviously under contract by your real name. Yeah so does that mean maybe like at the time that you are under contract with that company you can't even use that name to go out and make money off of i you know i don't know I would, it is weird i would yeah. just i would just i mean don't be surprised if there are some super shady like yeah. you know small print stuff in these contracts that yeah god only knows how much they've given away and- if you know. if we
0: know anything it's you know when it comes to like contract laws and in, in america we usually favor the corporations anyways and oh, i'm sure of in the great of states of uh connecticut and florida it is even more so <laughs> than oh, yeah. even the average of america <laughs> so.
1: it's not a coincidence the states that vince operates out of um yeah but this has been interesting to see too from the standpoint you've seen i you know leah thompson herself you know mrs mcfly uh giving credit to a you know wrestling long time wrestling reporter david bixman on twitter mm-hmm. saying thank you for fighting for these people like sending him a tweet oh wow and i didn't see that it, it's been catching some you know popularity from you know celebrities that look at this for like they're crazy the Kristen Leahy clip uh the fox sports lady that mm-hmm. she used to show with colin coward now she does like a sit down thing on couches and whatever yeah well she had bailey on remember that when she had bailey and the whole thing came out about how they don't have a union and they had to pay for like their own That's transportation right. and everything yeah and the, people, the gif was just going on this week of her face. Like, as <laughs> Bailey is, like, saying this to her, just the look of disbelief on this woman's face. It's like, what world do you people live in? Like, yeah. wrestling is just such a weird bubble. And where Bailey's just like, that's just the way it is. Like, <laughs> No, it, it, it doesn't have to be. Like, you people yeah. are kind of insane to Ugh. put up with what you put up with. But, you know, it all, I mean, listen, I, I don't know how I feel about a wrestling union. Just because you, of how the the wild, mad, just wrangling of that situation to try yeah. to make that work. And I mean, whatever. I mean, I'd be glad if they could make it work. I mean, but what it, if it doesn't happen now? It's not gonna happen.
0: It's so it's so weird the way that it, like it feels like this keeps coming up. Like it was, yeah. you know, John Oliver making his video, and then it's like, well, if it doesn't happen now, it's not gonna happen. It's like, yep, exactly. and then here we have this another time, you know, more more attention from the the celebrities because like you said there, there's the celebrity interaction and then you mentioned leah thompson but you skipped right over the oh, I was, I was presidential candidate who's yeah. speaking about it as well and like andrew yang apparently decided that this is going to be a pet project for him now
1: yeah and he's also basically put his hat in there to be the secretary of the interior <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like, if i am or if i'm not i'm still going to be taking care of this yeah they have andrew Yang. Uh, a lot of jokes going around Twitter of Jimmy Yang, Jimmy Wang Yang, getting a phone call this week to come get squashed by Braun <laughs> Strowman on SmackDown or something. Oh yeah, uh, we'll see if that happens. But yeah, no, this is shitty. And the other thing about this, the, there's the Lana thing. Have you seen all the Lana?
0: So what happened? Like, what is Lana doing? Because everything that I see is people are blaming her as the straw that broke the camel's back, and she's like completely oh, defending she's that she's not that.
1: Oh, yeah, Rusev posted a whole pissed off video too, talking about. It. Here's what I'll say with the Lana. Did she have
0: like an OnlyFans or something?
1: I mean, I don't know about that. That, well, whatever. We'll get into that in a second. But just so Lana, I don't remember if it was TikTok, Instagram. That's what I mean. Like, you can never tell with some of these, like, they're all over the place. But she has literally just been doing like, hey, drink this energy drink. Yeah. Like on one of these things,
0: which. Yeah, I think it's the Instagram then, because like, that's like just what Instagram is for now. It's like hot girls with mixed drinks. it's
1: It's like, listen, maybe you're not the sole person to blame but i'm going to guess that those are the instances that they're probably most concerned about gotcha would be my guess
0: see well, because that was my operation like
1: yeah like if they're if, if you're going to do an energy drink commercial it's going to be for an energy drink that is paying the wwe yeah you got
0: to be you, you know got to be throwing up stacker two out there so All
1: right no so, you're not again,
0: wrong there yeah. and I, I, that was my initial thought too right. but then i feel like in the time since then in the like the you know, the the quotes that have been attributed to Vince McMahon in this from this meeting and from right. like the things that I've seen, it, it then it leans more it makes me lean more towards what like me you and I had texted about was kind of the political things that people have been doing with like sure. raising money for charities for, you know, the right. NAACP and like the bail fund for protesters and like that sort of a thing. And I'm I get very curious on like if it's more towards that with Vince being upset about that being like his image. I- of his wrestlers doing things that are, you know, against his, his yeah. corporate's uh sponsorship message.
1: Absolutely. I could totally see that. Yeah, that I mean I'm sure is at the top of the list as well. Because let's face yeah. it, I mean that that or doesn't go maybe, in that's not in line with their politics.
0: Maybe it's just as petty as Paige watching OSW review on there and he's just like, <laughs> God damn it, I hate those Irish kids. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I mean it you know, listen, it is it did it has become a bit of a wild west. Yeah. You know, like you no, have to admit is. that when it well, comes to all the different ways that these people and, are have, you know,
0: and it's, it's just amazing that like up, up, down, down has like opened my eyes to how much these individuals, these wrestlers that have, oh, you yeah. know, put so much work into developing the ability to have that personality that connects through cameras that they can do with crowds. Of course mm-hmm. it translates to, to Twitch and YouTube. Like these guys are just like, they just turn it on and it's just, they're, they're naturals immediately. like, So I've been watching the up, up, down, down, uh, the party videos, which is generally Cesaro, Breeze, Adam Cole, and Creed. And Mm -hmm. suddenly this week on the most recent uh, Fall Guys video, Adam Cole is not there visually. He's there audibly. And then I'm like, what's going on? When I look through the comments, people are asking the same question. And everyone's linking like, oh, you can watch the entire video from his uh, like perspective on the twitch channel and i was like yep. oh so he has that so then they aren't going to incorporate his video over here and so it's like all these guys are like just growing and growing in popularity apparently apparently he's you know getting yep. enough views from his twitch channel that he's thinks that you know it's worthwhile to do it on his own there for that that night like yep. that's kind of impressive
1: no i mean it's it's wildly impressive and the amount of money these people are making it's you know, it's good to see for them, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I texted you. I can't remember who did the math. I saw on Twitter on Reddit, but they were just saying like, biggie has said that he generally does three to six a day. He charges 125 to $150 per cameo. So they're like, you're looking at like 150 to $200,000 a year just from cameo yeah. work. Like that's all. Yeah. He just goes into the closet, screams for a second. And then he's got 600 more dollars that day.
3: Yeah.
1: Like that's I mean, insane it's amazing so i don't know what's going to come of all this i feel like there's going to be some kind of a compromise but then again i don't know i mean well yeah. time will tell stephanie mcmahon of course because these people can't help but just make fools of themselves had some comment in an interview recent like since this all happened where she was kind of like didn't really comment much on this and just talked about how these wrestlers have more of a uh, an advantage than ever to build their brands through social media like never before and just like talking about this just like yeah. yeah they can and as long as they don't make any money off of it yeah, and they just bring all of that, all those fans to your product. That's what you want.
0: Yeah, as long as so. they build that brand into the WWE and not necessarily on their own. Yeah.
1: So to be continued on that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, WWE's come to terms of release AOP authors of pain, bebop and rock steady are gone. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It's one of those things where like everybody, there's always a some, Twitter cries for everybody. And you're like, where were all you people when they were on TV and you didn't care? Yeah. Um, Wait,
0: so you there's know, been an just, uprising about this? This is a tragedy I, you know, that these guys I mean, have been in Lego?
1: More than I expected. I was just like, oh, <laughs> we're, we're we're afraid about this? Okay. okay. Um, They were just two big green guys that couldn't stay healthy. You yeah. know? Yep. And they kind of cut their legs out from under them every time they started to build any momentum. You know who say- I
0: am. No, we don't. We don't know <laughs> who you are. <laughs>
1: no, but I think they were better off with Ellering than they ever were like, afterwards. That's like, true. Then they were just two quiet guys that looked like Blown up Roman Reigns uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Man the fake noise god damn it They've found their excuse now They're in this Thunderdome mm-hmm. It's every other sport is great It's you don't even notice it It feels real it seems Natural <laughs> when you're sitting there watching the basketball Or the baseball yeah. or you're listening yeah. to it on the radio You're like wow that's it's impressive WWE just can't be bothered It's no. just like a loop of a five second <sighs> That just <laughs> I feel like played through the entirety of SmackDown. And it's like, yeah. that is not the sounds that were coming out of those computers the first couple of weeks. And now I feel like they're like, ah, fuck these people. We can't count on them. So we're just going to make all the fake crowd noise. We can <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I was, maybe I'm wrong. But when I watched SmackDown, it was, it seemed like it was terrible.
0: Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've noticed recently it's, it's harder and harder to watch the promo segments. On these SmackDown and Raws in the Thunderdome, with the especially with this crowd noise, man. Uh,
1: so, like, why? Just whatever noise those people produce, just
0: use it, okay? And well, we'll what, what people you are you talking about? Like the 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 camera people?
1: No, the Thunderdome. Like, can't you hear those people through their like? Aren't they making noise? See, that's. I all don't
0: think that there, I don't think there's a way that they like pass through the audio because i don't know that that would necessarily work like just with how many the like the you know the room noise with different people and their quality of mics on their systems yeah because yeah preferably that would be the best way to do it yeah if you could just like listen to whatever noise they're making like just yeah play that let it be there but
1: yeah it'd probably be too much you're right i'm stupid i didn't really thought much about that but i'm just thinking like like you said if they i think
0: if they just take it a notch down like the way that baseball does it where it's like, it's not necessarily like they're there. They don't want you to necessarily notice that there's crowd, right. noise, but they don't want you to notice that there isn't crowd noise. So okay, exactly.
1: no, this I feel like big. all the other sports basketball, especially basketball, it's wild. Is it good? You can really, you can really sit there and just think that there are fans in the crowd. Like <laughs> just because they play all the music, they play all, you know, like oh, okay. they have all the, the arena sounds are going on with the mm. crowd noise. Like it's, I've been impressed by it. So nice good stuff there um on raw this week we had to determine a number one contender to fight drew mcintyre at night of at clash of champions i can't i always forget which one they go with um and that saw a keith lee match with dolph ziggler which keith lee won that saw a randy orton win over kevin owens after alistair black attacked kevin owens before the bell because he's yeah. mean he's a mean pirate now <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, listen, you lose an eye, you, you kind of turn bad. Jake Roberts happened to him, too. Um, and then in the third qualifier, we had Seth Rollins beating Dominic Mysterio. So, yeah. Which also saw Rollins, scold Murphy, and send him away because he's been bad lately. So, <laughs> That was on that side of things. We'll get to the main event in a second. Um, the Hurt Business held the first VIP lounge in the Thunderdome. Um, they've been teasing the subject Alexander, will he, won't he, thing. Uh, and he said, no, no, I, I won't again. And the Viking yeah. Raiders joined him and had a tag match. Who cares? Like, I don't know. I just, this Cedric thing's kind of getting dragged down. It's like, I just feel like if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Cause it's just gonna be this. And
3: then,
1: Oh, no, he said no again. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you going to join us? Oh, no, He said no again this week. So it's just, <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, and I still think they're planting the seeds slowly, but it's like, I don't know how much I care about this guys. Cause Apollo and Ricochet would eventually run hurt business off. But you know, you could obviously think like, well, why weren't his best friends there? The whole time when he needed them. So who knows? Maybe they're, you know, going, you know, trying to slow things down a little bit. Uh, the Iconics are no more, I guess. Like I, That was weird. Yeah. I, Riot Squad reunites Liv Morgan and uh, Ruby Riot. They beat the Iconics. Uh, you know, typical kind of expected breakdown just, and cry at the end. From I imagine the girl.
0: now, like, I'm just immediately picturing in my mind, like, we have Bruce Pritchard like stumbling through the dark rooms of the WWE like corporate offices. He gets to this yeah. room. It's all smoky and he walks inside and inside there's just a hooded figure and he yeah. pulls the hood back and it's Vince McMahon looking like the red skull from fucking Avengers. And he yeah, says, it, yeah. Oh, you want a faction back? Well, we need yeah. a soul for a soul. All right, yeah. so, <laughs> give me it's, the iconics yeah. and you can have your riot right. squad.
1: I'm, yeah, I mean, you see that? it's me, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my favorite part though is i just love this byron saxton you know and all the sad commentary afterwards goes ha a decade of friendship gone and i was like well they can still be friends no one we're not we're not killing one of them spoilers and
0: they're gonna face each other next week on raw this week on raw like that uh
1: which i knew was gonna happen because yeah later in the show they had a little bit of a okay falling, falling out i don't remember if i even made much of a note of it but they had a backstage segment and yeah, Peyton, like, yeah, that's...
0: Like yeah. most weeks, I missed the third hour of Raw, so I didn't... <laughs> we'll get, yeah, no,
1: we'll get there in just a second, because that's the underground stuff. I'm kind of trying to hit things in the chunks. Gotcha. Instead of, uh, yeah, so that was kind of unfortunate. Riot Squad looked like maybe they'll be getting a tag title shot, but with Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler as the champs, I don't really yeah. recommend anybody attempting to challenge for those belts right now. Um, I, I have one question before we get into the underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do they need this large security guard man who exactly is he keeping out of the underground
0: has retribution tried to get into the underground yet has
1: not happened yet which is i mean i think they've already lost interest in retribution it seems like but no, <laughs> uh I, no that would, i'm surprised they haven't because that Cause would, be, that would
0: of- be like the one thing that maybe like it would make sense if like the first night they were <laughs> causing trouble and then shane <laughs> hired this big guy to keep retribution out but so, yeah, you're right, because anybody that wants to come in is allowed to if they I mean, want to yeah. come compete. <clears throat> Shane says it all the time. Like he's literally like it's an
1: open door policy <laughs> around here. You come in here and fight, you know. Like, we just
0: have this guy out here because it looks cool. All
1: right. Um so, maybe yeah, it's, so in the maybe underground. Maybe it's actually
0: a punishment of that guy. You're not allowed in the underground, but you're left to sit here and listen to what's happening in yeah. there.
1: That'll be his big face turn at some point is when he <laughs> throws Shane through a door or something. Um yeah, Titus o'neill hey, what's up, Titus? Like, I feel like this underground thing is a lot like the Brawl for All, in at least yeah. the way that it's like, hey, people not doing anything. Want to be on TV? Mm-hmm. Go in there and do a work shoot. Um, so Titus was doing all right. I mean, big guy. I wouldn't want to fight him. Um, and then, <laughs> oof, Riddick Moss came in and kind of beat him, so that's <laughs> not great for Titus. Uh, we'll see what happens with old Riddick Moss there. And um, and then, man, the, this week, I finally noticed for the first time, is the ref's name Spider?
0: Oh, did the, you catch that? The, the underground ref? Yeah. Oh, Spida. I don't know. I did not catch they, that.
1: Dude, Shane, we refer to as Spider. And I was like, spider. oh, my God. Spider. Well, it's that little Ugh. short brunette ref that's been around forever, but okay. I never knew his nickname was Spider. Um, <laughs> here's some good use of underground. We talked about that. Wanting to see more of this. Uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Well, first, Jessamyn Duke was in there, and then some lady got in Marina Shafir's face, and that was a mistake. They beat a couple of girls up, and then this was where uh, Peyton Royce sacrificed Billy Kay and sent her in to fight with those two in the underground, and then like smiled coyly about it. So that was your gotcha nod to things to come. Um, and then Apollo Cruz, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander all got pumped up, and then went into the under walked into the underground, and the security guard didn't stop him, which was just made me laugh. To fight with the hurt business, and uh, you yeah, know, and then they did. Cruz would beat a p- Shelton Benjamin, in fact. Uh, and then the main event, Randy Orton. I don't even know why we had this match. Wins the right to fight Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions.
0: <laughs>
1: like, yeah, he's in a feud with the guy. Well, like he, he
0: because him five times because he lost to Keith Lee. So yeah, so at least beat somebody else to get that. Like, right. you can't like just lose a match on your way to fight the champion and not have oh. your. You know, mess up your ranking. This is AEW. Wins and losses matter, Tony.
1: Don't you dare <laughs> challenge this company to not do something as silly as having him lose to Keith Lee and then giving him the title shot at the pay per view. <laughs> um on the NXT brand, Legado del Fantasma, which I do like their name. Uh beat Rizongo and Swerve. Uh Tegan knocks Candice ray video package. I like where this feud's going, you know, Tegan kinda of calling about okay, how Candice used to be like a sister and now, you know, she's not very nice type of mm-hmm. situation. And Candice followed that up by being not very nice to Casey Catanzaro, beating her. Uh, really solid stuff from Bronson Reed and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Austin Theory would attack Bronson Reed from behind. Thatcher would take advantage and get the victory. So, solid stuff there. And then the Fatal 4-Way Iron Man match for the NXT title. I know not everyone was thrilled about this. But, this is, you know, called making TV. You know, like...
0: yeah. I mean, except for, you know, a champion will be crowned. Every time that, like, someone, like, really hammers that home, it's like, maybe it won't then?
3: (laughs) Maybe it
1: won't. Um, So, yeah, Adam Cole and, uh, is it Finn Balor? Yeah, Adam Cole and Finn Balor (laughs) one-on-one this week on Super Tuesday. And uh, we'll see what happens. So, I'm excited to watch those two have a match. I'm not, you know, not that upset about things. Listen, everybody was already complaining about this match before it started. You know, they were already ready to kind of be disappointed, so... I thought those guys did a great job, and it was a really, really fun match.
0: Is it still Finn, or is it Prince Balor now?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think it's still Finn, but Prince is like the Titantron nickname thing. Oh, okay. So, all right, here's this. I'll save it for the dish at some point, but I'm just going to get this off the top. I see no value in Paul Heyman. I will reserve my opportunity to be corrected. I can't listen to his promos anymore. I have no interest in his promos. Okay. I have no idea what good he does to those that he works with. I don't understand what Paul Heyman is giving to Roman Reigns. It's just funny to me that he manages the two guys that could get a title shot anytime they want a title shot. You yeah. know, it's not like they need Paul Heyman to go get their title shots.
0: No, no. My thought, and,
1: and I don't, and I, I'm really not into the Roman Reigns heel thing. Like I just think it feels very. I'm sick of being a good guy. I want to act tough for a few months. Like, it just... There's nothing really all that heelish about it other than he's just kind of a bit of a jerk now. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i just not really... I mean, it's still early.
0: We've not really yeah. had a lot of time to develop what kind of a heel he is, but...
1: Oh, no, but th- it didn't get any better this week because... Uh,
0: My question is, yeah, how often are we going to have him on camera? Because if he's always there then okay one thing but like originally when they first announced or when i first saw that paul Heyman has been linked with roman reigns i thought oh this is an easy way for them to not have roman have to be there all the time with his you know his right. issues right. with his health right. and his family like yeah you can just have paul be there to talk and that could be part of the heel thing like yeah i'm not here to talk to you because i don't give a shit about what you have to say like here's paul to do it You know, like I I like that aspect of it and that idea, but I don't know if that's the way they're leaning on it. Maybe it's just gonna be Roman here every week sitting next to Paul, just being like, I don't have to talk to you because he's here.
1: So far, it has been, and he also talks, though, (laughs) is the other problem.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's like, why are you mad? I don't even really know, like,
1: you know, and he's not explained it.
0: And I wish I would have watched SmackDown this week because after seeing your text and seeing how strong of a reaction you had to this. I should have watched it because, in the limited capacity that I have seen Roman so far, I have liked the fact that he's the heel. I have liked the turn, yeah. but I've I've like I've seen such a limited amount. Like,
1: right? Know. It's just very. I don't know. I need a reason. I need there to be something there. You know, like what yeah. are you pissed about? You're the golden child. Like
0: he doesn't you- owe it to you to tell you why. That's his, his Vince's <laughs> favorite thing. <laughs> you know. Okay.
1: Okay, fine. That would be a great (laughs) way for them to just avoid ever having to explain it. Um, We had a heavy machinery Miz and Morrison match. Morrison would steal Otis's briefcase, but uh, Otis keeps the briefcase in his lunchbox, or keeps the contract in his lunchbox, and keeps his lunch in the briefcase, which Morrison realized later when he opened it. And it was Mm -hmm. funny because Miz was even standing there like, you know, even if you steal the Money in the Bank briefcase, it doesn't make you Mr. Money in the Bank and morrison just like ignored him and like kept going about trying to open it so uh funny stuff there uh biggie had a birthday cake and uh you know some friends for xavier and then security guards this whole thing was kind of stupid security told him like hey xavier's outside and so biggie picks the cake up and walks towards like the parking garage area Mm -hmm. which i'm like why would you just like hang out in the locker room or the common space that he's going to like walk into, mm. but he walked out into the parking garage and Seamus attacked him. Yeah. And put him through a windshield. And, uh, uh I mean, that, which was kind of fine. I mean, whatever, but it also mm-hmm. had made him, he, it eliminated him from the fatal four way to determine the number one contender at class of champions. Yeah. So our first chance at this big E push mm-hmm. has been put on hold. So, well,
0: I saw at least today, like I got a, a notification from Google about like WWE comments on the release of of Big E from the hospital, and I was just like, "What are they talking about?" And then I was like, "Oh, I forgot about they're doing that angle thing." Okay, <laughs> and
1: Simon Miller from uh, Cultaholic or whatever it is, what culture? I can't remember. Had a comment about, oh, so now it's a hospital because there was. The original like tweet was you know they had been sent to a medical facility. Oh, of course. but then the uh, WWE.com released the statement that they were released from the hospital. It's Like hospitals <laughs> on the banned <laughs> words list. So, um, yeah. So Shayna and Naya defended their tag titles against Sasha and Bailey. And wouldn't you know it, DP? Bailey attacks Sasha post match because she was the other one that was in that tweet about the releases from the hospital there were updates on sasha and Big E both okay. being, and somebody mentioned your 2021 royal rumble winners yeah <laughs> it. it just feels kind of very likely if they can hold things off as long as they want but that's the one problem i did have this i'm like damn it like it's september yeah like, what do what, they have their blow-off match in october like what are well, we that's- like,
0: that's the thing is all these people that I've seen like fantasy booking already to the 2021 Royal rumble surprise entrant of both of these people. And like, when right. it, it's like, th- there's so much time between then and now, man, like there's so much television to fill. There's right. no way they're going to let this thing go that long.
3: I mean,
1: how long are you going to keep them off TV? You know? Yeah. I, Cause I don't hate the idea of either one of them and they both make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a long time from now. So I guess we'll, Time will tell. We'll see what happens. Sami Zayn's not happy that he wasn't announced as the Intercontinental Champion. He complains about that. Hardy interrupted him. AJ interrupted him. We're getting a triple threat match. So, that will happen. And then, oh my god, DP, we got a, a vignette. And you know there's nothing better than a WWE vignette. Have you seen this one? Mm-mm. It is literally a woman in high heels oh, the shoes. walking Yeah.
3: yeah
1: I forgot about the shoes. Yeah. WWE heels coming soon to a... Uh, Patreon tier to towards you. Um,
0: I did so sidebar real quick, just because you said the word heels. um, I was, I was shopping for AEW merchandise while watching the pay-per-view the other day because they had their sale going on. Oh, yeah. I, was just, I was just scrolling through all of the t-shirts that were possibly available. I was just scrolling all the way through, and as I was going through, I saw that they had three versions of just the heels logo on a t-shirt. I came this close to ironically buying one just to hold on to it, so that way in three years when everyone's forgotten about heels, I could then wear it to a shirt. <laughs>
1: That's that's good. That's forward thinking on your part there. That kind of stuff comes in handy, you know. Like I wish I had XFL merchandise, you know. Yeah. I wish I, <laughs> yep. I Wish I'd been I wish I'd gone to the Nitro Girl just I one did. time. I did not spend
0: the $28 they wanted me to pay for that heels t-shirt though. Oh, uh, you I guess you just don't support women's wrestling. Um so we have the Firefly Funhouse.
1: Bray tells us that we're going to meet a new friend next week, I mean, it's going to be Alexa Bliss. Um
0: well, I think and- it's actually going to be about Paul Heyman. Really? See the? Did you see the thing that wobbly walrus was to, uh, applied for a like patent or whatever they call it? The, oh, okay. Patent. What interesting? What fucking word do the corporations have to use to save words? God damn it! Copyright? Copyright. Yes, that's the word yeah. that was out of my brain.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Then it's just a good misleading tease. The next segment on the show after he said that was uh, Nikki Alexa apologizing to Nikki Cross ah. for freaking out on her last week and breaking her mug. And in the background, Rambling Rabbit could be seen Ooh. as Alexa Bliss well, was apologizing. Maybe it's so.
0: either either or maybe Wobbly Walrus is way down the road. We'll see. And then Jay Uso won yeah. the
1: fatal four-way number one contenders match. Do you to not, fight are, Roman Reigns. I just You know, <laughs> we all love to see new people get pushes and stuff. I don't like these kind of hot shot pushes that won't probably be sustained either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this feels like the kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, they'll play up on the family thing. And oh, Roman's not even afraid to hurt his own family. You know, like yeah. I kind of see where this is going and I don't see this going to be like the beginning of Jay Uso's great singles career. <laughs> so I'm just not thrilled about them using a pay-per-view to probably tell a story here. You know,
0: I just, I know that before SmackDown started, I kept seeing a bunch of people tweeting pictures and, and such of like, the the Samoan SWAT team with Paul Heyman and talking about the bloodline and all this stuff. And they're like, they're so excited about this new faction. And then by the end of SmackDown, everyone's like, well, I guess that's not happening.
1: <laughs> Typical WWE. It'll break <laughs> your hearts every time folks. Nothing you can do about it. So yeah, that's that. If you're wondering why, well, what about AEW? Well, we talked about that in the vicious dish. You dingus. So we have to go back ah, okay. and listen to that.
0: Cool. <laughs> all right. Oh, did you watch? Did you Have you have you been keeping up with any of the New Japan stuff that's going on? Did you well, see Toriyama? Yeah, if
1: we're going to throw in an extra, one more thing before you talk about yours. Eric Young's the Impact Champion, which... Yeah. Okay, well, I guess, whatever. But anyway, so, yes, please, I'm glad you brought this New Japan thing up because I know you kind of try to go in and out so I mm-hmm. don't just, like, send you blatant spoilers about yeah, things yeah, that yeah. are going on. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes he's ignoring things and want to watch it. <laughs> but when I saw Naito, I was like, the fuck happened when when did that happen
0: wait what what with naito
1: he's the double champion again isn't he oh see i don't know because I, okay. didn't, I, I didn't i didn't look ahead. up like
0: the full results i just happened to see that toroyano was the winner of this this gimmick tournament that they did did you hear about the gimmick tournament and all that stuff
1: yeah, yeah it was i don't i don't know i didn't like, follow it, it was real closely nothing like, like you were Gato's on wet the, dream on the
0: thing, thing where it. they just did like f- all these matches with these various weird gimmicks and the like the winner of the tournament like kojima was part of the tournament and gato was part of it and and toro yano ended up being the winner of it i guess um i just saw a picture of him with with a little trophy and being excited about it so i was like oh cool that that's what i I was bringing up but i did see the graphic or the uh the image of naito like posing in front of fireworks the weird part about it though is that there wasn't like belts in the picture so i didn't see if i wasn't sure if that meant that he was the champ or if he just won a grudge match match or something
1: he is currently both the IWGP heavyweight champion and wow. intercontinental champion.
0: Dang. All right. I have, I'm going to have to check have, this show out no, so I can I, see what
1: happened. I just saw something and I was like, wait, I, what the? We just watched fucking. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Dominion, was it? Or, Dominion, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah we did, we're not that far out of the loop, I didn't feel like, but. Nope. Apparently, we're hot shotting not just one of the belts either. Both titles every time, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah. you think they're, they're going to unify those? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's a benefit to having it, but once you introduce that U.S. championship, it, it, like, it's like, well, one of these doesn't need to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. once Kinta gets it off Moxley and brings it back to Japan.
0: <laughs> True. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I thought it was interesting to mention because they're doing weird things in Japan to, to try to fill the time. Lots of tournaments. Now they're doing, oh, yeah. like, a Super Junior tournament, and then the G1's still to come. Like... Yep. It's getting wild over there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Probably with fans as well.
2: Athleticism.
3: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. November.
0: That's right, Hulk. You can listen to the Monday, Golden Monday, Age of Grappling Tuesday, podcast Wednesday, any day of the week. But if you're looking for new episodes, you can check out our website, Saturday, GoldenAgePodcast.com, Sunday, or look for us Monday, on iTunes. Tuesday, new episodes Wednesday, releasing every... Oh, shut
2: up, you fat... Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes
3: again.